0: Today's date is March 19th, 2018. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit the Books Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Holcomb.
1: And I'm Emery Saunders. And
0: we're here to give you all the saucy deets on everything comics this week. So saucy. For those of you unfamiliar with the show, this is your weekly comic book podcast where Emery and I, and perhaps a guest, go through the latest news, the new comic book releases for your local comic book shops.
1: Please support your local comic book
0: shops. And discuss some topics about the world of comic books for your amusement. If that sounds like a good time, be sure to hit like and subscribe on our YouTube channel and rate well elsewhere. It really, really, really does help us out. You can always find us on YouTube, Stitcher, and iTunes. And be sure to check out our website, www.htbvids.com, where you can find links to all of these things as well as plenty of written content and lists. Um, We have a few... uh, things of note before we get into it today um first up i want to apologize sincerely uh for missing last week uh, my grandfather had a stroke and um he, he lives up in mansfield and they took brought him down here to columbus ohio and um i'm the only family member that's even close to him and uh, my grandmother who's very old and can't drive because of diabetic cataracts um you know can't get down here by herself so i've been going back and forth between mansfield and taking care of him every day um and he has what they call expressive aphasia so that means um basically he's the same kind of guy underneath but he can't say the words he's trying to say he can't say full sentences you know he tries to pick at what he's trying to say but it just won't come out you know that part of his brain is damaged so he just can't Uh, express what he wants to say and you end up playing the guessing game trying to help him out and it's very frustrating for him and very frustrating for us and he's got a little bit of physical paralysis on the left side of his face and uh has trouble with his right arm um so it's a big whole situation and ordeal and i i'm very very sorry especially since we missed another episode only three weeks before that two weeks before that because uh our audio got lost uh, because the computer crashed on us um and we had to redo episode 25 the following week. So I am very, very sorry for the delays these past two or three weeks. And um, if it wasn't a family medical emergency, I, w- I would have <laughs> made do. Made but unfortunately, this was something I couldn't just avoid. Um, so I'm very sorry to our audience and our fans. Uh, it had nothing to do with Emory, so please don't send any hate his way. It's all on me. Um, so blame me. And I'm very, very sorry. But we're back on schedule now. Um our grandfather's getting better for those who care and um, you know I'm, a- I'm able to take a little bit more time to focus on work in this uh, as well as take care of him uh, and visit him at least once a day uh, make sure he's okay and nothing's you know gone wrong. So sincere apologies about that. Our second big piece of information we want to put out there is we have started a patreon. Yay! Now, uh, I get it. We're a small podcast. We got a small group of watchers and loyal fans. Um, and for those, I, I can't thank you enough. Please keep watching. All the stuff is not changing. You know, it's still free. We're just hoping to recoup some <laughs> of the cost to us and hopefully uh, push towards more infrastructure and uh, more time for us to actually work on this where we don't have to be at work all, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in addition but, to other life things like children and um, family issues.
1: Yeah. Uh, basically, what we're trying to do is uh, give us, give ourselves here uh, the room to possibly expand and uh, further devote our time to this because this mm-hmm. is. A passion project but it's also a kind of expensive project.
0: Yeah when you take the cost of the the Adobe Premiere to edit all the videos and the, the MP3s and then you take uh, the, the cost of the comics themselves obviously and the trips for us to travel to each other's place and you know get all this you know podcasting actually done and the hours we have to sacrifice from our jobs in order to edit and upload all the stuff um, and to maintain the web page and uh, pay for the webpage, obviously, that's another cost. The, the, yeah. the equipment, obviously, the mics, uh, all this stuff costs money, uh, and some of it recurring, like the Adobe subscription and the website. Um, so um, th- that's the only reason we're even thinking of doing this. So um, True if, passion. If you can't do it or you just don't want to do it, that is more than fine. We're more than happy just to have you listening <laughs> and have you watching and yeah, everything
1: will still remain free.
0: It's all there for you to watch and listen to um, here on YouTube and uh, Stitcher and iTunes. And then if you go to our webpage, htbvids.com, you can find all of this stuff. So nothing's changing as far as availability. All of it's still there for you. But if you so choose uh, and you feel so inclined, we would be extremely grateful if you could send a dollar, $2 or something our way via our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash hit the books.
1: Oh, yeah. We got our name on that one.
0: <laughs> Vinity URL for the win. Hey. So patreon.com forward slash hit the books. And I'll put a link in it, the description and stuff if you want to look there uh, and on our web page. So look out for that if you so choose. We have two tiers currently. We'll offer more as if we have any kind of success with it and we can build more infrastructure. Um, the first tier is a producer tier. If you contribute or donate $10 to us uh, or more, you'll get a producer credit on every episode of Hit the Books podcast for that month. And then if you do the recurring subscription, monthly subscription, um, obviously for all episodes of Hit the, Book po- Hit the Books podcast on into the future, you know, for the podcast listeners, we'll announce it and say it. Then the video will announce it and say it. And your name will scroll in the credits and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then if you go to the next tier, which is the executive tier, uh, we, we're not expecting <laughs> anybody to do this, <laughs> but if you are able and you f- really want to, uh, you can donate $100 or more to us. You'll get all of the prior tiers, plus you'll get um, a signed letter handwritten letter from emory and i thanking you for your contribution personalized just for you and we will pick up a a volume of or collection of some comic and send that to you as part of the deal uh, at that level on patreon so mystery volume if you if you like something kind of fun to surprise you every month i think that would be a pretty good deal for everybody involved so
1: oh yeah and you know us We'll give you the goods.
0: And again, it's a donation service. That's all it is. If you can't contribute or you don't want to contribute, that's more than fine. Please stick around. We're happy to have you. And um, we're just starting it now because we feel like if we wait until we actually do gain some kind of decent audience, it'll feel really gross and like we're taking advantage of you. And that's not what we want at all. We just want a comfortable, happy community. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Uh, that means no contributions, that's just fine. But if you can contribute anything from a dollar up, yeah, we would be extremely grateful. The Patreon is a monthly platform, so you can subscribe for how many months, and it'll go for that many months. So, totally yeah. up to you. Oh, yeah. Totally uh, voluntary. Yeah. Uh,
1: every little bit helps, but uh, if for some reason it, you can't or you know, it, it's just not something that you're interested in doing... Do not worry. Everything still remains free in the show, as always. And we still love we'll you. We'll go on. Yeah. We still love you just as much, so. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: But if you'd like a personalized letter, <laughs> or if you'd like a mystery volume every month with a personalized letter, perhaps contribute. Oh, yeah. And we'll, like I said, we'll update and put more tiers on if we have any kind of success with it, um, as far as recouping some of these costs, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh,
1: this is just the beginning
0: yeah so uh those are the two big things i wanted to put out there before we got into the show uh once again thank you for watching and contributing i hope this doesn't feel too gross and (laughs) it'll be much lesser you know going forward it's just the first time we want to get the word out there and then from there on we'll just put out the link and see if you want to or not oh Um, yeah and we i have a big blog on there that i wrote um And feel free to comment on there or anything else and let us know what you think, uh, what you think we could improve uh, or anything like that or things we could offer for tiers that you think would be fair. I'd like to get some kind of like dollar tier or something where they have their own like podcast feed or something. But I got to figure out how it works because we just started it. And like I said, I've been dealing with the hospital situation. So, yeah, um. there's a lot going on. And uh, in the near future, we're going to get on SoundCloud, too. Unfortunately, SoundCloud doesn't have the same RSS feed reader like Stitcher and iTunes does. So I basically have to upload everything individually. It's a pain in the butt. But we'll be on SoundCloud pretty soon here in the the near future. So look out for that, too. Oh, yeah. So, Emery, what have you been reading?
1: (laughs) Uh, Well... I, I've Now, had... this, is, this is two weeks' worth of comics, so be yeah. uh, prepared, uh, folks. I, I've had quite the haul that's accumulated over the past two weeks. And so that we can go from bad to good, since, you know, I, I like to leave people with a good taste in their mouth. We're going Hot. to... <laughs> yeah, you know me. Um, <laughs> I am going to start us off... With New Mutants number one, Dead Souls. <laughs> now, this is a book that I'm inclined to think is somewhat reactionary to the uh, critical anticipation and uh, positive reception that the New Mutants movie trailer has gotten. Sure. Uh, insofar as this book has taken a supernatural turn Mm -hmm. from the very beginning. And it's also gone very anti-costume, at least for a large section of it, uh, much like the movie seems to be. Yeah. Um, With that said... Uh, I'm going to spoil this little bit for you since it's at the very beginning and people should know what they're getting into with this comic. Prepare for minor spoilers. Yeah. The first couple of pages are them discussing whether or not the big man, uh, Guido, can keep a cat. (laughs) Guido. (laughs) Uh, Superhero named Strong Guy. But uh, he was a guy that I got familiar with and reading X-Force, not X-Force, uh, X-Factor, uh, back in the day. Mm-hmm. And this seems either slightly up his alley or not up his alley at all, because he, he seems like the the really big muscly dude who's just a teddy bear on the inside. da, But um, are we really spending... More than a couple of panels on him asking to keep a cat. Guys, (laughs) this is called New Mutants' Dead Souls, not New Mutants' Pet Owners. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thankfully, it doesn't go past a few pages, but uh, it, it just seems very... Uh, kind of uh, purposely trying to play against type in a way that seems a bit grating because anyone who's buying this book is buying it because they want to see superheroes. Yeah. It just, it, it hurts my brain to try to contemplate how this story was structured. <laughs> Ugh. So yeah, not recommending this book. Although I will, because of how writing in comic books works, I'm going to probably pick up the second issue to see if things get better or worse. Sure. That, that, that is my rule from now on. Book two is where I make my final decision. Solid choice. Expensive choice, but solid choice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> figure I give them a chance in the name of, you know, redeeming themselves, possibly. Uh, next on the list is going to be X-Men Red number two. Now, which I think has an awesome cover, by the way. Uh, didn't read
0: it. Cool cover though.
1: Yeah. Th- this cover, this cover right here is actually pretty well done. But, uh, let's just say the, the, Content does not match the drapes here. Aw,
0: that's it, a sad thing to hear.
1: Yeah, there, there's a, a few things in this book that are seemingly reactionary. I won't spoil it too much, but uh, there's one character specifically that ruins this entire book for me. Wow, one character—quite an impact. Uh, <laughs> for yeah, one character. Uh, yeah. Uh, So, you know how we're at the point where we have a Lady Wolverine? Yeah, X-23. Yeah, Uh, X-23, who now goes by the name of Wolverine. Uh, Because the original Wolverine died. For now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She, somewhere in her travels and her journey, has acquired a sidekick who may share some genetic similarities uh, who is the sidekick I don't know her like regular person name Tyrone but- Matthew <laughs> the honey badger
2: <laughs> it hurts. Ah. It hurts. It's really dumb, folks. It's so
0: bad. <laughs> it's really. D- How are you gonna give the sidekick another sidekick? <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, it's like,
1: look, I get it. You can do is that. She, you can sh- do that when you are, you know, Robin who became Nightwing, <laughs> who then became Batman. With him, you could do that. Because he's Batman in that point, and Batman apparently needs a Robin for whatever reason. Uh, with Wolverine has never had a sidekick. Never. She like he's had maybe the occasional like Jubilee tagging along, and we all know how long that lasted. <laughs> <laughs> but giving Girlverine a, an even less clawed Smaller, like twelve-year-old sidekick.
2: (laughs) Does she the the Robin
1: to her Batman? She ain't. Does (laughs) she have the healing factor like the other two? Uh, I believe so. Is she related to Logan? I, 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 it's. I'm assuming that she is because she has. (laughs) We've gone from Logan having three, Laura having two, and this Honey Badger only having one. (laughs) Honey Badger is so stupid. (laughs) Why? It's, yeah, that's pretty dumb. Uh, yeah. Um, so that was disappointing to hear. It is disappointing. The, the story was decent, although... albeit I mean, you liked the case, first issue, didn't you? The first issue has a decent premise that didn't feature nearly as much Honey Badger in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, In this one, there's literally a panel where... Because of their current uh, geopolitical situation, we have her jumping over a waterfall in Wakanda saying, Political exiles, awesome. No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, po- uh, okay. No. <laughs> okay. That is. Oh, I have so many. It, it, Again, one character ruined this for me. Nightcrawler was great. Uh, I'm sorry, buddy. What what hurts even more is my favorite character is about to be roped into this bullshit. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Gambit. You're in the next issue. Next up. Next up. Speaking of Gambit. Rogue and Gambit number three. And Look at that cool cover. (laughs) We liked it. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet cover. I liked it. As symbolism. (laughs) Turns out it's literal. Turns out it's fucking literal. (laughs) What? In the good goddamn, are we doing, writing basically a book about couples therapy where we are actually... Not figurative not figuratively, but literally having them fight copies of themselves. We gotta know who's the real one. Oh my gosh! <laughs> 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 oh, And unfortunately, I'm just having to very, very slowly come to terms with the fact that Rogue is never going to get her 90s costume back no matter how much i want it sorry bud <sighs> it just she likes her hoodies now apparently god damn it <laughs> just <sighs> and don't get me wrong the the story it is actually decent still in this one if not albeit uh, a bit too much uh, second verse, same as the first. Yeah. It it, ke- it keeps, for some reason, really weirdly going back through like the same thing where it's like, oh, we started couples therapy, mm-hmm. and uh, something about this place is off, and we're going to check it out, and then the weird thing shows up, and then for some reason the next issue, uh, we're in couples therapy. Can- Why are we still doing this? In this issue, it actually addresses what this... Kind of loop is and what's going on here, um, but how we get there is kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, at least you like it. You're still reading it. You're still enjoying it. I, I'm, I'm still enjoying it just because that, that's I, what matters. Yeah, I, I like the banter between Gambit and Rogue, and that's honestly what everyone likes about these two <laughs> is the the banter and the, the hot. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, it's a meh. It, it's a. It's not a thumbs up or a thumbs down. It's a thumbs sideways. Right All right. <clears throat> meh out of thumbs. Yeah. And then we have, oh, uh, because I actually like Lionel Francis Hughes covers. Mm-hmm. We have great artwork. Great artwork here. Like he, like his style is just it. It's just it's so hot. Mm-hmm. Um. Astonishing X Men number nine, which is to make things even more confusing, uh, in what they called Act Two, but Part Three of Act Two of a story called A Man Called X. We gotta figure out this numbering, people. We, we got, guys,
2: it's, there, there it's is an so easier way to
0: do this. It's alienating for potential fans and new fans. It's yeah. alienating for us, and we're regular readers. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh.
1: Gotta fix this numbering system. Yeah. And uh, for anyone who's actually been following X-Men, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love the X-Men, but sometimes these writers don't know what the hell they're doing or when to actually commit to something that changes them forever, mm-hmm. such as the death of Charles Xavier. Just when I thought having your brain removed meant that maybe you're going to be gone permanently— Reading this book and realizing the overarching story, I'm proven wrong yet again to my dismay.
0: I think everything's building to this whole Marvel relaunch. They're just trying to find whatever reason they can to bring everybody back
1: because they've realized
0: they've made a huge mistake in killing everybody and replacing them with a sidekick
1: or a lesser character. Uh, Yes. Yes, that's exactly what this feels like. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, I, it's well, stop you might as well <laughs> might
0: as well pull off the band-aid and get it over with
1: it, yeah or you know maybe just start a new universe rest in peace ultimate. well that would require six more events Emery
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: ultimate Marvel did not require a fucking event to start it and
0: did to was- merge yeah. mm. Secret Wars mm-hmm. second one
1: <laughs> it hurts It hurts every time. DC's version of Convergence. (laughs) Yeah. Which I will address in my (laughs) topic for today. (laughs) Oh, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, And then we get to things not Marvel-related. We've actually got a Dynamite comic. Wow. Branching out a little bit. Good job, Dynamite. Yeah. Um, We have Green Hornet number one.
0: You may notice something's different.
1: (laughs) Something seems a little off with this one. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, we're we're gender swapping or we're using, or at least this was my thought going into it. Uh, Did we gender swap uh, Bruce Lee in this book? Uh, Turns out no. No. No, this is uh, is a character who's related. Definitely related. And, uh, well, this is issue number one. I'm not going to spoil too much, except for that uh, there is a very mysterious reason as to why she's the Green Hornet. And uh, if you want to find out more,
0: pick up this book. Uh, well, she's wearing the outfit of the Green Hornet, and she is... F- Standing in a fighting stance, kind of like
1: Cato. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) um, it's almost like this picture was taken to basically make everyone imagine: what if men could have babies together? And uh, hot, hot. (laughs) Uh, What if, uh, what if Bruce Lee had a baby with another man? And somehow, it was a woman that came out.
0: <laughs> they both got X chromosomes. Uh,
1: y- yeah, <laughs> about that. I'm not sure that's how genetics works. <laughs> but uh, yeah, P- pick up this book. If nothing else, you will be entertained at the very least. Cool. So you yeah. recommend it? Thumbs up? Uh, I will recommend it for now. Ooh, tentative thumbs up. Tentative okay. thumbs up. We'll All see right. how it goes in issue two. Nice job, Dynamite. Yeah. I'm impressed. It actually pulled me in with just the cover. I was not expecting that. I also... Now we've moved on to DC proper. Oh, no, wait. Oh, one more Marvel book. One more Marvel book. The but best it, one we read. Yeah, <laughs> But it's good, which is why I'm saving it till near the end. Um, I went and got... Mr. Miracle, number one, director's cut.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What were the big differences from the the regular one? Uh,
1: well, as you can see, uh, towards the uh, right side of the picture... A little more black and white? Yeah. Uh, a lot of this book is in black and white. Hmm. Uh, the part that's most notably in color is the part that wasn't in the original issue number one. And that is... A very, what's the word? Abridged? Abridged is a good word. Uh, It's a very abridged backstory for Scott Free and how he became Mr. Miracle.
0: It gives you a little bit of his history.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, like it breaks everyth- break everything down about his history into like four to six pages. Okay, cool. And I was a little afraid of buying it since it... Uh, the price tag on this was $6. It's a little hefty. A little bit. Especially for a book you've already read. Yes. And a book that I already own on Comixology. Mm-hmm. But therein lies the rub. I own it on Comixology and not the physical book because everyone got to it before I could. <laughs> Blast and damn it. Guess who actually got it? Oh, I did. you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> jealous
0: yeah. <laughs> but you got the new issue which i haven't gotten and i'm sure will be gone by the time i go to it so um
1: probably yeah uh, there's but, a trade-off but yeah uh this is the director's cut um uh if you haven't gotten issue one yet get the director's cut i recommend it if you're into collecting somehow find that first printing <laughs> somehow some way but if you're just into the story, this is a pretty good substitute. Mm-hmm. So yes, recommendation.
0: And that'll definitely be collectible for sure. Oh, really, oh, yeah. It's a great book. You got, if you're not reading Mr. Miracle, even if you're n- only vaguely familiar with him, you know, look up we- Wikipedia and get his background and then go into it. Oh, yeah.
1: It, y- you'll is, have a good time. <laughs> oh, that you will. Speaking of which, I've got Mir- Mr. Miracle number seven. Woo! Oh, yeah, boy. Get hyped.
0: This was Emery's book of the year last year, by the way. <laughs> oh, so yeah. And we really we really dig this book.
1: Oh, yeah. And I <laughs> issue seven, I still fucking stand behind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, uh, one of the things that I thought was interesting was I saw a video online where Tom King, the writer, was doing an interview about Mr. Miracle. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that he said that, I was really anticipating seeing uh, put into this book is he had said that the first six issues were what he called the new Genesis half. And that from issue seven onward, the focus was going to be on apocalypse.
0: Wow. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Now uh, this book gives you just a taste, a taste of what things to come,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I'm not going to spoil any of this book because it deserves your reading. It deserves your purchase. Mm. Uh, pick pick up Mister Miracle number seven because uh, th- things get both very real mm. and still very bonkers. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. There's,
0: I've had this issue for the past like two or three issues of it though where I'm just like, get to the point. Like They they have great character moments, don't get me wrong, and the artwork's still great, and it's still a a fun read, but I'm just like, okay, I feel like we're dragging this out longer than we need to, and I kind of (laughs) want to get to the point of the book, you know? Because right now we're just going through kind of random events that we might be real, might not be real. We can't really tell yet. Yeah, that- <laughs> and we're getting some little subtle hints. Like I, th- I think I saw a scar on Barda's arm at one point during in the issue, which indicates maybe something from the first issue is playing with his mind. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, but um. I mean, it's great getting those hints and having this drag on a little bit, but I, I, now I'm starting to feel like it's getting a little long in the tooth, and I, I, just want, <laughs> I just want to get around to it, you know? Oh, yeah. And there's some threads that are kind of just left untouched from the last issue, which is also a little frustrating,
1: where it's like, okay, I I see what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, the, the, there are some things that are being addressed, definitely. There are some things that might have been a little glossed over. Yeah. But uh probably purposely by the way. Oh yeah. And this is the thing about this book is that uh we talk a lot about the uh business model that mm-hmm. uh the current comic books industry has adopted that in a lot of ways just has not worked. Yeah. Much to the Where detriment of the you're reader. You're creating
0: each comic by the month, you know, living paycheck to paycheck basically instead of writing out the whole comic ahead of time or drawing it all out ahead of time and then Having the finished project, then cutting it up into issues and sending it out. Yeah. Which we is what we would prefer, but...
1: Yeah. This is actually one of two books where I am convinced that the writer has methodically gone out of his way to chart and plan the entire trajectory of this series. Well, two things. I got some bad news for
0: you it was in the news but this is the perfect time to bring it up yeah first thing i know for a fact that king has not fully fleshed out all of his plans because he's mentioned it on twitter because people have asked him you know what kind of ideas are you working towards and he's like well i've got some prime a primary outline in mind but i'm, I'm still working on how i want to wrap it up and work it out so i don't disappoint you and blah 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 again i hate twitter writers yeah reactionary (laughs) writing is the worst possible thing you can do for your story and your fans yeah i wish a lot of these writers when they're if you're not gonna do change the business model at least stay off social media when addressing that book um yes that would be my preference the second issue is the news item mitch gerards who's the artist on it has announced that issue nine uh will have a month in between an added month in between between issue nine and ten A skip month because he has just had a child ironically based (laughs) on the content of that issue seven there uh and he was stretched for time and he couldn't do the artwork for the the two issues he was supposed to have done so unfortunately the issue nine and ten are getting delayed and even if tong king is completely finished the artwork is not so well uh, that's a bummer
1: that is a bummer but uh you know I will applaud a writer and an artist for going this current while staying as close to the story as they can. Yeah.
0: And again, the artwork's great. Mr. Rush does a great job. Tom King is a really good writer. He's had some slip-ups in the main lines, in my opinion, recently. Yeah. But overall, I think he's done a lot of great work, whether it's Grayson, even though I hated the concept, I really liked the writing. Yeah. Um, or um, his recent stints in several books, uh, specifically with Batman and stuff. But he's he's done a lot of great work, and he's got a lot more coming up. So more power to him. I just wish the business model was a little different. And unfortunately, the book is
1: getting a few more delays. Um, yeah, which is unfortunate. But mm-hmm. uh, th- they've got me for this long. Uh, th- this the the kind of uh, the ride that, uh, well... I'm going to stick around on this ride until, you know, the wheels fall off. <laughs>
0: it is a great book, so oh, pick yeah. it up, If especially if you haven't been keeping up with it. Pick up the old issues in comiXology or something and read them.
1: Yeah, let, let, here's to hoping that he somehow manages to stick the landing. <laughs> because, uh, man, is he doing I mean, all I, kinds I, of backflips with this I, one. I
0: really, even with my small gripes there about having getting a little long in the tooth. I love the whole like family hospital dynamic there. Oh, and yeah. how Barda's <laughs> family <laughs> um, <laughs> make quite a scene and contribute to the birth. So it, it's very interesting and I, I really enjoyed it.
1: Oh, yeah. There's definitely some foreshadowing yeah. going on there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and we're going to go from people from DC's version of Hell to... People from Marvel's version of hell. Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange Damnation number two. Yeah. This book is awesome. We love the first
0: (laughs) issue. Oh, yeah. I think we both love the second issue, too. Yeah. Uh, I I would say that this book- Minor,
1: minor grapes. uh, Minor.
0: If I can have one on my world's (laughs) smallest violin. (laughs) 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 They treat Blade like shit. (laughs) <laughs> and they bring up some of the worst things Marvel has ever done with blade stuff that I wasn't even aware they had done to him until you showed me what they did
1: where yeah. he's wearing the
0: Bill Cosby sweaters and teaching the classes to kids. And he's, he, he was playing soccer for some reason. I,
1: I don't know. He's why. a fucking vampire slayer. What yeah. have you done? I, I don't know why Marvel sought to neuter both him and Luke Cage, but, uh, uh, here's why to, he, here's to hoping that this is the beginning of writing the course of that ship that clearly s- drove straight into the the iceberg yeah. as it were. Uh, I am
0: a big fan that they adopted the full Wesley Snipes outfit though oh yes <laughs> yes that so was
1: the correct choice if there was any way that they could bring him back I, it, they knew what put blade on the map. <laughs> They know exactly what put Blade on the map. And, you know, it, it's time to get back to fucking brass tacks on this one. And tax evasion. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Wesley Snipes, don't you dare do that shit again. <laughs> I can't take another dry spell of no Wesley. <clears throat> but, yeah, this book. Damn it, Wesley. Shut up, Wesley.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ward. Unrelated nerd
1: humor. Shut up, Wesley. (laughs) Uh, This book dives further into what if we just joined hell with, you know, the city that's most like it Las Vegas. Uh, A.K.A. Sin City. Yeah, Sin City. Uh, What if damnation actually came to the city of the damned? Yeah. Um, We're just going to sell what I like to call this book's uh, Hell's Angels (laughs) on their way to deal with the devil, or Mephisto in this book. Yeah. Uh, uh, This book is so much fun. Like, having all of them get together, just... This book is more about getting the entire gang together than it is about them actually going to the spot to deal with this bullshit. Yeah. And, oh my God. It's,
0: it's building to be like a really crazy over-the-top team book, and I'm, <laughs> I'm loving every second of it. Oh my God, um, yes. Uh, caveat to this book uh, that we didn't realize fully, but you also have to read the mainline Doctor Strange issue because it directly correlates into what's going on in this issue. So there's a little bit of backstory we didn't get because we didn't read the the proper Doctor Strange title, which comes out monthly. This book comes out weekly, and it right. came out right in between. And f- for whatever reason, we didn't see it. So yeah, um, the, if you're going to be reading this, make sure you read that Doctor Strange
1: issue as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely something that I'm going to pick up. But uh, yeah, even with that in mind... This book does a pretty good job of telling the story all on its own. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, Nick Spencer, good on you for, you know, doing something that isn't Captain a Nazi. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, great book. Highly recommended. Yes, highly recommended. Thumbs up. Good job, Marvel. Doing good things. Look at you. And uh, back to DC, last but definitely not least. Our comic of the year last year. Batman White Knight, woo, buddy! Issue number six, get hyped!
0: God, this cover is so good. I regret oh. giving that. A, I don't even remember who we gave the cover of the week that week, but I fucking love that cover so much. Oh my god! I hate us. I, I, I hate us so much for I, voting it
1: down. I want this as a movie. <laughs> I want it as a poster. (laughs) (laughs) I I want this as a movie poster. (laughs) (laughs) I want it
0: above my bed so I can touch myself to it. (laughs) It's so awesome. Sean Sean Gordon Murphy knows what he's doing, man. Oh, you damn right. That's probably the best cover out of all of them so far, in my opinion. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. It's such a love letter to Batman fans. The entire book is just... (sighs) There's so much <laughs> that they put in these books that Sean Gordon Murphy puts in these books that is just fucking great. And it's it's like Easter eggs and homage to the past without it being, like, forced. Right. It's very natural, and he actually makes everything make sense. The, the, the stuff he did with Harley, the inclusion of the sidekicks, um, the vehicles involved. Oh, yes. Uh, the villains involved. Just everything they build in this book. It's just fantastic. It is, it is still, unless they do something drastically terrible at the end, this book is going to be my favorite Batman story of all time. Hands down.
1: I would put the writing of this book on the same level as Watchmen so far. It's
0: outrageously good. This is the dynamics with Gordon and, and Batman and joker himself it's just
1: the harleys <laughs> uh yet yeah, this this type of writing is the thing that you get maybe once every other generation yeah this is this is a love letter this is even alfred fan- and dr
0: freeze i mean yeah man i
1: th- th- this is a love letter and fan service and an honest look into what A world with Batman would look like all wrapped into one fucking package. And it makes me feel a little bad
0: for Tom King because Sean Gordon Murphy is creating probably the best story DC has ever had at the same time that he's (laughs) releasing his masterpiece. And it's just, I feel bad for him because he's got (laughs) to compete with what will probably be the greatest DC property ever. Uh, Uh, Yeah. Or at least for a long time. Uh, this this book is fantastic and it continues to be fantastic and if you are not reading this book you are not a Batman or DC fan whatsoever yeah. and you need to stop your bullshit and go <laughs> pick up this book.
1: Yeah, th- this this book Don't get me wrong. I love what Tom King has done with Mr. Miracle. I uh, I love the fact that he has made me give a shit about a character that I really didn't know anything about beforehand. Absolutely. But this is Batman White Knight. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my God, this is, this is like my childhood actually like maturing into adulthood. Like I am watching. It's the nat- natural na- progression. This is yeah. the natural progression of me as a child meeting me as an adult and finally just like it's like this this is what this is this yeah. is actually what this is it's amazing oh my so, god Sean Gore Murphy
0: you're killing it keep killing it I hope there's no delays please I just want more of this let there not be delays and I hope you get more titles outside of the main universe in the near future because you are doing an amazing job and a i don't think he's working on anything else so it's a very focused story and i think that shows yeah um, this is the kind of
1: thing yes please take note also if for some reason you do need to you know space out the last two in order to craft this masterpiece even more finely tell us now Tell us now please. My heart can't take a last minute delay. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> oh, it, yes, please. Sean Mur- Sean Gordon Murphy, don't stop. <laughs> don't can't, stop. Won't can't, stop. Can't stop. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, I believe that's it. All right. Well, well there'll be more next
0: week I think cuz there's some that I missed like um Robert Kirkman's new book. Right. Uh, I wanted to grab that at some point. Hopefully, I can still find it. But obviously, hospital stuff, financial stuff, it's been kind of a whirlwind. So Yeah. I'm catching up. <laughs> um, let's get into the news. All right. Got a lot of stuff, so I'll try to run through it quickly. Uh, I don't want to linger on anything for too long. Uh, first up, the big news, obviously. Avengers Infinity War has received its final trailer. The movie is due out on April 27th. Uh, Did you see the trailer? I did.
1: Did you like it? Uh, Okay. I liked it in so far, like I I was not blown away by anything, mostly because this is the culmination of 10 years of stuff that I've already seen being jam-packed into one big-ass two-parter yeah and i i gotta say it's i i I just i want to see how it ends yeah two things for me
0: one disney keeps doing this with all its properties whether it's star wars or marvel or you know it's mainstream disney stuff they're releasing too many trailers
1: Way too many. I
0: think one teaser trailer and one regular trailer is just fine. Yeah. And I wish they would stick to it, because I don't want to see any more of the movie. Right. You don't need to promote this movie any more than you already have. People are going to see it. Y- y- they have yes. waited 15, 10 years to Ten see years. it. 10 um, years. They're going to be there. <laughs> right. Uh, I think one trailer is more than enough, and you won't have to risk of spoiling things or big moments or jokes. <laughs> there's some forest jokes in there out of context. And I'm like, Oh no. (laughs) But, um, overall I like the trailer. Um, I did. The one thing I didn't like was at the end where captain America is having his awkward standoff with the CGI hand, uh, with the infinity gauntlet, which is obviously probably worn by Thanos. Uh, And I get it. It's an iconic like comic moment where he stands up and then he just fucking dies (laughs) 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 because Thanos fucking wrecks him. But Uh, yeah. Um, I get that's what they were going for, but a, I didn't need to see it in the trailer. I'd rather be surprised by it in the movie. Yeah. And B, it just looked really awkward and really silly, um, for a guy that has several infinity stones and is essentially a God (laughs) just having his punch held back by Chris Evans, who is (laughs) a slightly more than usual jacked guy. (laughs) 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 But yeah, I just thought it was a little silly. Um, but other than that, it seemed fine. It's it good. I just, I don't want to see any more. Please, no more trailers. This should be the final one. I hope it's the final one. I just want to see the movie now.
1: Yeah. I, I find it very curious that of all the characters that we've seen, the one we haven't seen is Hawkeye.
0: Yeah. That's a notable missing character there.
1: Um, and I've seen pictures of him in the. I think it was like Entertainment Weekly or something like that where it was like he he's got this new haircut going. Ooh, yeah. saucy. Oh yeah, oh, see, he's got the sides buzzed like straight to like damn near the skin and it looks like he's rocking some kind of um pomp, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. You think
0: they're going to make him a villain again? Oh. <laughs> like when they mind-controlled him in the original one?
1: Oh, maybe. Uh, well, that would uh, be awkward. <laughs> that would be really
0: awkward. <laughs> of all the ones you wanted to brainwash, why the guy with the
1: bow and arrow? <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's got a family. <laughs> Not only does he have a family, but we've already seen that basically everyone's weakness when it comes down to it is a bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> when you can make... Loki, a Norse god, fall off of a flying spaceship thing with a a tiny bomb on an arrow. Guys, come on.
0: To be fair, it's how Batman beats Superman in the <laughs> Dark Knight returns. <laughs> with an arrow? With an arrow. Laden <laughs> <laughs> with a kryptonite laden explosive <laughs> <laughs> to make a gas cloud. Uh, Green arrow shot it at Superman without him noticing somehow. with one arm hanging upside down. With
1: his teeth? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, that is how you take down a god. With an arrow. Apparently. Worked for Batman. Uh, Apparently, it almost worked on the Avengers in the first (laughs) Avengers movie. Oh, they're all on that one flying boat thing. I'm going to shoot it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I'm for anybody gonna... who knows
0: anything about bows and arrows, they lose a lot of power really, really quickly. Y- yes. The range is not that far, nor is it particularly accurate in high winds, such as <laughs> in the sky.
1: Uh, right. Just a like, thought. It... Uh, as someone who went to sniper school, you, you know that uh, long Bull- di-
0: a bullet works a lot better than an arrow. Well, you, I'll just you, let you know that.
1: Well, not just that, but the the effect that uh, wind has after, you know, a certain distance. Yeah. <laughs> on a flying projectile.
0: An, an arrow has a lot larger surface area and a lot <laughs> less power behind it than a bullet. <laughs> so, take that into consideration perhaps.
1: But he's just that good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Next up, Chip Sadarsky creator of the book sex criminals which is really good kind of funny premise (laughs) Uh, are you familiar with it uh yes so basically for our audience the premise of sex criminals is that um these people have the superpower to basically stop time when they orgasm and then it's a pretty controversial power through a random hookup they manage to meet each other and realize they both have the same power and then they kind of formulate some plans. How can they use this to their advantage? And so they start planning to do things like rob banks and stores and stuff after right. orgasming.
1: Right. And so it's like when to... you can stop time, who's going to stop you? Yeah.
0: And so they strategically have sex to orgasm in different <laughs> places and then go and rob whatever place they were trying to <laughs> heist or whatever. And yeah, it causes a whole lot of chaos and stuff ensues. So fun book. Funny book. Um. But uh, he's signing a creator-exclusive deal with Marvel Comics now. So he's still in control of his created stuff, like Sex Criminals. So I would assume those books are still going to continue. Um, but he's now the new hire, the new big hire for Marvel Comics, which has seen a lot of turnover recently. So that's probably a good thing for Marvel.
1: Uh, uh, about that. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, Chip Zdarsky. He's uh, been
0: writing a few things for Marvel as a free agent, but. Yeah. Uh, now he,
1: he's signed exclusively. His Spider Man run. Not great. <sighs> no, he's done Marvel 2 and 1. Yeah, it's probably one of the rockiest starts I've ever seen oh, anyone no. have. That's disappointing to hear. Oh, uh, yeah. It was. Oh. It, it was almost like superior Spider Man bad. Wow. <sighs> now, with that said. Uh, from what I've heard, uh, his writing has turned over a new leaf. Or maybe he's just, you know, gotten the swing of things and has a better understanding of what works in a Spider-Man book. Sure. Um, let's hope that that uh, stays true. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh... <laughs> Uh, being the the newest big hire uh, the last thing that you want is for any bad habits or any negative press about your work trailing along with you sure so best of luck to uh
0: sadarsky and uh, congratulations on the new big deal uh next up colorist justin ponsor is fighting the big c in the form of cancer A friend of his has started a GoFundMe page in an effort to help relieve him of large medical costs. uh, For an example of what it costs, especially if you're not familiar with the United States medical system, everything here costs an outrageous amount of money. And he even posted with the receipt on the GoFundMe a single treatment a single week's treatment of his cancer medication the medication alone not administering it or anything else that the hospital's going to add a hundred thousand dollars to it costs fourteen thousand dollars just for the medicine the medicine to treat his cancer alone costs over fourteen thousand dollars in the united states my god it's outrageous uh Ugh. i would say criminal but yeah politicians would disagree as they fill their pockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lining uh,
1: their pockets with lobbyist money.
0: Yeah, it's it, disgusting. It's really gross. But if uh, you're interested in helping him out and you know a colorist that's well-known in the industry, uh, you can go to his GoFundMe. It's GoFundMe.com forward slash helpjustinponsor. That's help-justin-ponsor, P-O-N-S-O-R. Uh, and I'll include the the links to both those GoFundMes uh, in the description. So, Next up, Nicolas Cage is finally getting his wish <gasps> to play Superman.
1: Oh my god!
0: It comes in the form of a voiceover in the upcoming Teen Titans Go! to the movies. Movie. He will be joined by other famous people such as Lil Yachty, <laughs> who is set to play
1: Green Lantern dreams really do come true (laughs) but apparently so do nightmares not the bees
0: (laughs) so yeah uh i love nick cage i don't care what anybody says i wish he would quit doing terrible movies because he is a legit actor but oscar award winner nicholas cage he's got to get a better agent or something Love the guy. He, he he's really good to his fans too. Fans are always taking pictures with him and stuff. Like, yeah. But now he's and just, he's a nerd. He's a glorified meme <laughs> because he keeps doing terrible movies, right? That aren't his fault. They're just terrible movies.
1: Yeah, he he happens to be the one person who commits himself to bad roles, and un- unfortunately, it's the kind of bad role that, in some ways. Any person who's going to take that job thinks that uh, maybe I'm the good actor that can make this bad thing <laughs> a good thing. Lo and behold. Don't do
0: it, Nick. It, don't do it. Brendan <laughs> Fraser, don't do it. Don't oh, touch no! it. no. Stay away, Brendan. <laughs> Stay
1: away, Brendan. <laughs> <sighs>
0: oh, well. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I'm happy for him. Yeah. As ridiculous as it is, it, I'm happy for it.
1: Yes. It like. <laughs> Of the Tim w- Burton almost <laughs> got him to do it once. <laughs>
0: He's now coming back. Yeah, Great documentary by Kevin Smith and uh, some friends. Oh, yeah. Uh, so check that out. Uh, next up, several Marvel collectibles and movie props were stolen last month from a studio storage facility. The stolen property amounted to an estimated $1.4 million and included the original Captain America shield. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The culprits were caught when the manager saw the items listed for sale on the internet last (laughs) week. (laughs) How dumb can you be? (laughs) Oh, my God. Not really important, but I thought it was a fun tidbit of news. Uh, Next up, another DCEU announcement. Justice League is officially, having closed at the box office, the lowest earning DCEU in film history. Oh, Shall I give you some context? Please. (laughs) Okay. Of the DCEU movies, not including the Nolanverse and all the stuff before, the top grossing one is currently Batman v. Superman Dawn of Justice, which is arguably the
1: worst one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that was supposed to be life changing. This was supposed to be that the movie <laughs> <Please> stop. <laughs> <laughs> Batman v. Superman was supposed to be so much more than what it actually was. Well, it was a whole lot of something. <laughs> Three hours worth. Uh, that could have easily been turned into six different movies without Jesse Eisenberg. Without Jesse Eisenberg, uh, it grossed
0: $873.6 million worldwide. Not great when you compare it to the Nolan verse, just uh, but we'll get to that later. Oh, uh, next up is Wonder Woman. Which grossed $821.8 million worldwide, which, to be fair, is probably the best of the DCEU movies.
1: Two-thirds of it is the best of the DCEU movies.
0: Academy Award-winning film Suicide Squad finishes third (laughs) at $746.8 million none of which came from you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm holding out as long as I can. Uh, Next up was Man of Steel, which finished at $668 million at the box office. And Justice League has finished at a whopping $657.9 million worldwide. Now, to give you even more context, this is also the most expensive Warner Brothers movie in history. It cost them around $350-plus fifty plus million to make and promote this movie. They didn't even make double. <laughs> they didn't double their money, and that, in movie terms, is terrible news, especially oh. for a movie that is stocked
2: <laughs>
0: with t- uh, so much talent and so many characters iconic well-selling characters that's awful and to be honest like justice league not a great movie not a wouldn't even say it's a good movie necessarily but between that and batman v superman
1: it was probably a little better I really wanted to actually instead watch the disaster artist <laughs> <laughs> so let's oh. go through uh, the previous movies uh, again the
0: highest selling one 873 point six million dollars didn't break a billion uh, and the lowest one is 657.9 million for all of the cast in the same movie their Ooh. Avengers
1: <laughs>
0: barely broke 600.
1: They're Avengers Light. (laughs) Uh, Oh, it's not even that. (laughs) Avengers Zero Calorie?
0: (laughs) (laughs) To give you context here, let me give you the worldwide unadjusted uh, grosses for some of the previous movies that are not the DCEU movies. Dark Knight Rises is the highest at 1 billion. 84.9 million gross. Pretty damn good. Yes. Uh, The Dark Knight, 1 billion uh, and 3 million. So, again, getting over the billion dollar mark. And this is unadjusted. This is before inflation. If you had inflation, it's quite a bit more because that was (laughs) 10 years ago. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Holy shit. Next up on the list is the 89 Batman which is at 411 million. P- now, let's put this into our fancy inflation calculator to see where it lands. Now remember, these ticket prices are much lower yes. than they are today. Today the ticket prices are outrageous which artificially inflate whatever the earnings are.
1: Uh, yes, yes they do. God damn it. So, let's Stop. Ad- let's adjust to
0: inflation to at least kind of get an idea. 411 calculate for february of 2018 and it would have been today 845 million dollars 845 million yeah which outsells every movie except for BBS. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the first movie of a franchise oh that's real bad oh my god Wow. (laughs) The
0: DCEU is struggling. And not only is it struggling to gross the same amount as the previous movies,
1: it's costing a lot more. (laughs) A lot more. And they're still making more. They won't stop. I think that's the reason why they move. They move closer to their source of fucking coke. (sighs) They need to stop. They need to restart. Reboot. Rehab? Rehab. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Right. <laughs> 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 yes. Next up on the news, Jason Inman uh. co-host of DC All Access and his own channel uh, Jawen on YouTube, has announced that he is leaving the DC All Access program due to contract issues and project commitments. Uh, he's been with the company since 2015. Uh, I was I was a fan of Jawen for a while. Uh, there's two like comic book YouTubers that I really like to follow. Jawen was one of them um and he was pretty decent but he kind of skipped around and was a little inconsistent which drove me crazy sometimes but uh then he went to dc and his content pretty much disappeared uh and then the other one was grace randolph okay uh and she did um think about the ink yeah uh and that, that was a really good channel uh but then around like 2013 2012 somewhere around there she started to transition to almost exclusively TV shows and movies. Yeah. Whereas before she was really, really great on comic coverage. And she really gave uh, like a really great, like female perspective, uh, to a guy that really didn't have one from the comic community Yeah. Uh, and really pushed some really great stuff and like introduced me to a lot of great stuff during the new 52 phase when there's just so much to sort through.
1: Um, she yeah. pointed
0: me in the right direction and she did a great job.
1: I also, almost primarily watched her like up until like 2013 2014 yeah her show was great then she transitioned to the show
0: and tv shows exclusively and then her content started disappearing and then and now i don't even think she makes episodes anymore i think she she does something in comics i think i think she got a job as a writer or something somewhere uh Uh, i might be the only thing that i've
1: seen her a part of is this thing called beyond the trailer Okay. Which yeah. Is, uh, that that's her big like YouTube thing. Okay. So, yeah,
0: uh, yeah she had a great channel, and I, I, it makes me really sad. It's a big reason why I wanted to do this with you. Um, yeah. Is because I I feel like there's a big void where they kind of left, and I guess Jawan's coming back to it, but we'll see how he does. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I feel like his content needs to be a little bit more consistent and focused before I can really jump back into him again. Um, but I was. Or a we could
1: f- just do it better. <laughs>
0: or try to, you know. Yeah. Or he can come on the show and t- show hey! us the ropes. And let us know what it was like to work for an actual company.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Give us all the the saucy deeds. But
0: we wish <laughs> we wish Jawin the best and hope you know he does whatever he hopes to do with his own uh, products. From what it sounded like, he made a video about it. From what it sounded like, it, it sounded like DC wanted them to him to focus exclusively on the show and nothing else whereas before he was kind of doing some side projects and also doing DC access and then doing some side projects, it looks like he decided he wanted to go straight for his own content and stick to it. So more power to him. I hope the best for him. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully that means more content from him, which would be great. Um, Next up on the news. Uh, Marvel's black bolt has confirmed. It will end production with issue 12. Uh, They just released the 11th issue. So next issue is your last one. If you're a, black bolt fan and you're liking that book uh next up christopher long and ryan Wynn's 2007 image comic hiding in time has been optioned by mgm television for a live action tv series no idea who's going to be making it what um, to give you context <laughs> wb once optioned it for a movie while they were snorting snorting all that coke uh, <laughs> and then they did nothing with it so just because it got optioned for something doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be made into something. They got to make a pilot, and if it's
1: good enough, they'll go into it. Right. Not I familiar with this book. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, to further illustrate uh, our unfamiliarity, what's the name of this project again? It is Hiding in Time,
0: made in 2007 by Image.
1: That sounds like a generic film from like 1996. To be honest, I (laughs) looked at the
0: cover. I know nothing about the story. Looking at the cover, I thought it was a looper. (laughs) <laughs> I think I think Looper might have been based on this book. just, oh, just looking at the cover because it, it looks like it's the old version of the younger guy. <laughs> <laughs> they're back to back with guns on each side, and it looks like they're trying to kill each other. And oh, that shit. makes me wonder if Looper was ripping off <gasps> Back in Time.
1: Ryan I, Johnson, you son of a bitch! Again,
0: well, fuck Ryan Johnson. <laughs> fucking star wars movie is awful the worst star wars movie i can remember
1: so bad
0: oh the last jedi is so bad
1: oh Um, shit That's
2: awful
0: i love looper but maybe he did rip it off i don't know again i know nothing about this comic i could be completely assuming but based on that first cover i saw i was like wow that looks really familiar
1: Uh, yeah i guess we'll have to see yeah
0: Uh, Next up, DC has announced it is releasing a new line uh, in addition to its DC Zoom and DC Inc. labels. DC Black Label will be a creator-driven, independently storied line featuring top-tier talent. Um, And I thought it would be fun just to read through what they're releasing and who's making it for you. Um, I think it's a great idea if they execute it well. Um, It's something we've been harping on for a long time. Let writers write what they want. outside of mainstream continuity and just write a character-focused story. And that's what I'm hoping this turns out to be, but we'll see. Um, Just to give you an outlook here, uh, we have Superman Year One coming from Frank Miller and uh, John Romita Jr., unfortunately. Oh, no. More boxes.
1: (laughs) No. We do not
0: need box people. Uh, but Frank Miller's great, so we'll see. And to be honest, Frank Miller's art style is very boxy. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out all right, so... Yeah. We'll see how it works out. Uh, the description. A groundbreaking definis- definitive treatment of Superman's classic origin story in honor of his 80th anniversary. The story details new revelations that reframe the Man of Steel's most famous milestones, from Kal-El's frantic exile from Krypton to Clark Kent's childhood in Kansas to his inevitable rise to become the most powerful and inspiring superhero of all time. Uh, Next up, we have Batman, Last Night on Earth. K-N-I-G-H-T. From Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Because they just love each other.
1: Yeah, they do.
0: Uh, It's the best bromance in comics, really. (laughs) Batman wakes up in a desert. He doesn't know what year it is or how the Joker's head is alive in a jar beside him. But it's the beginning of a quest unlike anything the Dark Knight has undertaken before. In this strange future, villains are triumphant, and society has liberated itself from the burden of ethical codes. Sounds familiar. Old man, Batman?
1: What the fuck? (laughs) Fighting
0: to survive in search of answers, Bruce Wayne uncovers the truth about his role in the new world and begins the last Batman story ever told. Um, Old man, Bruce Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) I have faith in (sighs) Scott
1: Snyder. We'll see. He has... One issue to win me over with that premise. (laughs) Exactly one. We've already got enough old man bullshit at Marvel. Old man Alfred. You mean Alfred? Just straight up Alfred? Because that's all he is, is the old man?
2: (laughs) Fuck, guys!
0: (laughs) So we'll see what happens with that. I'm interested, but, uh, yeah. (laughs) That seems like a blatant ripoff. Next up, we have Batman Damned. This one's from Brian Azzarello and Lee Brunejo. Uh, On a deserted Gotham City bridge, a body is found. Whispers spread the news. Joker is dead. But is this a dream come true or a nightmare being born? Now Batman and DC's outlaw magician John Constantine... Save Constantine. <gasps>
1: Hashtag.
0: <laughs> must hunt the truth through a Gotham City hellscape. The city's supernatural recesses are laced with hints about a killer's identity, but the Dark Knight's descent into horror will test his sanity and the limits of rationality, as he must face a horror that doesn't wear a mask. I like this one. I'm really interested.
1: Oh Yeah, this one I'm all in.
0: Uh, a, Constantine. <laughs> B, character-focused Batman detective story. And see horror. Great writer. So, y- y- yeah, I'm i'm 100% down for that one. Next up Wonder Woman Historia The Amazons. This one is being done by Kelly Sue DeConnick and Phil Jimenez. Uh, a Homeric epic of the lost history of the Amazons and Queen Hippolyta's rise to power. Featuring monsters and myths, this three-book saga spans history from the creation of the Amazons to the moment Steve Trevor washes up on the shores of Paradise Island, changing their world forever. So this one could be okay. The artwork looks great. I've seen some of the promotional art, and it looks really cool. So we'll see. If you care about the the whole mythology side of Wonder Woman,
2: eh. Eh. (laughs) I don't
0: care that much. But eh, I might pick it up for the artwork alone, and maybe they'll win me over. Uh, Next up, Wonder Woman, Diana's Daughter. And it says in quotes, working title. So maybe it'll change. Um, This one is written by Greg Rucka, and there's no artist announced yet. It's been 20 years since the world stopped looking to the skies for hope, help, and inspiration. Now the world keeps its eyes down, and the powers that have risen have every intention of keeping things that way. Amongst a scattered, broken resistance, a young woman seeks to reclaim that... which has been forgotten and on the way we'll learn the truth about herself, her heritage and her destiny. So sounds like another dystopian future. And we got wonder woman's daughter leading the revolution of some sort. At least it's not old woman Diana. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have next the other history of the DC universe, which we talked about in the past. Uh, John Ridley is writing it and the artist has not been announced yet. A compelling literary series analyzing iconic DC moments and charting socio-political gains through the perspectives of DC heroes who come from traditionally disenfranchised groups, including Jon Stewart, Extranio, uh, Vixen, Supergirl. I don't see how Supergirl's disenfranchised, uh, Katana, Renee Montoya, and among others, at its core, the story focuses on the lives of those behind the costumes and their endeavors to overcome real-world issues. It isn't about saving the world. It's about having the strength to simply be who you are.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, t- uh, w- t- I mean, John really is
0: known for 12 Years a Slave, I
1: believe. So, Yeah, which here's the thing with those characters. DC... Has always been the company that's been about uh, the mythology, the larger than lifeness to it. The uh, let's have this uh, super powered alien who's on our side take out this hugely seemingly more powered alien who's not on our side
2: <laughs> yeah. type
1: deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel on the other hand is the company that's known for getting at the the person beneath the mask, the smaller scale stuff. Yeah, the yep. the the person as opposed to the hero. Yeah. And this seems like something that would be way more up that alley or at least that's what I thought until I heard about this. And it seems like DC is inching ever ever so slowly towards a more let's get behind the person behind the mask.
0: Yeah. I, I'm i okay with it. I feel like it's just another, like, kind of headline-grabbing type of thing. That's or exactly look what at this the, sounds like. Look like, like at the wonderful uh, forward-thinking, you know, diversity change we're bringing to the DC Black Label. Grab us some headlines. Get us some po- positive press, you know. Um, hopefully the content upholds the expectations. Um, right. I'd be very disappointed if it didn't and it just made caricatures out of everybody or like overpowered, uncomplicated issues, you know, right. uh, like we've seen from Marvel recently. But, I mean, if DC, you know, DC has needed a little bit of a dose of that for a long time and I think, especially for its characters that aren't the big three, you know, uh, that everybody are familiar with. So, I'm okay with it. I'm looking forward to it. We'll see. If it doesn't hold up, then I'll, I, it'll be a big step back, I think. But, you know, if he's doing his own thing and he's on his own independent label, why not? Yeah. I say go for it. Yeah, I am... And I love me some John Stewart, so, you know. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll give
1: it a shot. It's, uh... You don't sound too confident. <laughs> uh, Well, the premise by itself just seems, uh... As you were saying, uh, the kind of thing that you would come up with in order to grab headlines, yeah, and it, it feels a little pat yourself on the backy, yeah, know? but we'll see. we'll see. Like that by itself does not a great book make, but again, there might be something else to it. there might be something that they have that makes them confident that this is a story that's worth telling. yeah. And that, my friends, is the news. Bob. What books are we hitting up this week? Well, Maria, I thought you'd never ask. First up, from
0: Marvel Comics, we have Avengers, number 685. We have Cable, number 155. We have Doctor Strange, Damnation, number 3. Get this book. Yes, yes. Get it. It's the best thing coming out of Marvel right now. Really good. Uh, We have Iron Fist, number 78. We have Iron Man, Hong Kong Heroes, number one. We have (laughs) Monsters Unleashed, number 12. We have Miss Marvel, number 28, where it looks like Carol Danvers is wearing the Kamala Khan
1: outfit. Because she just can't be happy with her own identity. She has to take it from someone else. Just like white people. Ooh! Sickburn. Nailed it. Oh, somebody call the wambulance.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have Runaways, number seven. We have Spider Gwen, number 30. We have Star Wars, number 45. We have Star Wars, Poe Dameron, number 25. We have Tales of Suspense, number 103, with a really cool cover there. Yeah. Uh, really solid covers from those first three issues. We have Thanos number 17. We have The Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows. Good book. Number 17. We have the at least up until where I read it. We have The Incredible Hulk, number 714. We have the Mighty Thor, number 705. We have We have Weapon H number 1. No,
2: no
1: (laughs) stop (laughs) Marvel stop you
0: remember how DC ripped off the Hulk with damage I feel like Marvel is now reciprocating by ripping off damage which is ripping off the Hulk with weapon H (laughs) which will also be
1: in my topic uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I should have called him fucking Preparation Age. And finally, we have Orange is
0: the New Black version of X-Men Gold, number 24.
1: Thanks, guys.
0: From DC Comics, we have Aquaman, number 34, which I think is the start of a new thread with a new writer. Ooh. Um, we have Batman, number 43, with a pretty solid cover. Uh, we have Batman across Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles... Uh, two, number five, and I think I see
2: Nightwing. Uh,
0: I might have to catch up on this. Uh,
1: Nightwing suspiciously not getting that
0: shit beat out of him. That eh, means he's probably going to die in the issue.
1: Oh, no.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Johns hates Nightwing. Uh, so cruel. I don't know why. We have Batman, Sins of the Father, number two. We have Batwoman, number 13, with a really cool variant cover. Yeah. Uh, We have Bombshells United, number 14. We have Cave Carson has an interstellar eye, number one. Uh, Curious. I have no fucking idea who this is, but it kind of looks like Doctor Strange in an astronaut outfit. It's very out of nowhere. (laughs) We have, next up,
1: (laughs) speak of the devil, Damage, number three. Ah! Damage! (laughs) And it looks like... uh, Wonder Woman has given him the business. Uh, we have Dead Man number five. We
0: have Dead Man, Find Rachel Ghoul. <laughs> is yeah, it should somehow have been found n- like four months ago well, when Immortal Man was supposed to premiere. Well, here's the thing
1: Jerks. with that. Why does this title look like something that should have actually been a, a dialogue bubble? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't have a good answer for you. It's, it's Neil Adams doing his thing. <laughs> I guess. Uh, next up, we have Future Quest Presents, number eight. Space Coast, coast to coast.
2: <laughs>
1: Please.
0: We have Green Lanterns, number 43. We have Harley Quinn, number 40. We have Injustice 2, number 22. Ooh, that was confusing to say. Ooh, <laughs> Not my favorite. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, this fucking bullshit! We
0: have we have Justice League number forty-one and its variant cover, Ooh. which seemed to be taking a very strategic moment to try to capitalize on the Black <laughs> Panther hype <laughs> <laughs> with their own personal ripoff character. Oh, which, oh uh, my god. We had to look up because we had never fucking heard of this guy. He's The ripoff goes so deep with
1: this one. If you look at him,
0: he looks exactly like Black Panther, but with a red outfit. And his variant is this guy's face next to Deathstroke's face on the continent of Africa. Yeah. So let me read you his background.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We were so amused by this. This
0: character is called the Red Lion. He is an African president slash dictator who frequently allies himself with Deathstroke. He was deposed after his genocide of a rebel tribe uh, by Deathstroke himself, and he now does whatever he can to regain control of his country. His name, again, a man who is a black African dictator of this made-up country of (laughs) brendunia his name is matthew bland oh his name is literally matthew bland god damn (laughs) what the fuck is going on at dc He was created by Christopher Priest, and who has previously worked at Marvel on Black Panther. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. He's the evil, <laughs> l- less than uh, well intentioned version of Black Panther. He oh. is a direct ripoff. Oh, yeah. But in a red
1: costume. Yeah, it's like red, evil Black Panther. <laughs> Sweet, <laughs> holy Jesus. How did. How? 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 How was he only created two years ago? (laughs) (laughs) Not even that. April 2017. Oh. (laughs) Less than a year ago. uh, April 2017. I thought it was 2016. (laughs) So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Enjoy that. <laughs> 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 because he's featured on the Justice League issue.
1: Have fun with that, guys. Oh, man. Oh, shameless. Just uh, shameless. Also, the suit that he's wearing is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, actually retrofitted Prometheum.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Another made-up nonsense no- metal. <laughs> yeah.
1: That he literally stole from someone that he called Slade the Deathstroke, and not—that's not his name. That's not his name. His name is Deathstroke the. T- Terminator! Oh my God! <laughs> they can't even get their own
0: canon right <laughs> in this ripoff. God, it's it, so bad. It's D- so awful. DC should be embarrassed that Ugh. that's even a character in existence.
1: Let alone one that's on. It's so. It's it, being it's released. still happening.
0: It's being released so exploitatively. Oh, while the Black Panther movie is at the pinnacle of its hype. It's like the like, variant oh cover is literally. It's so half egregious. his face.
1: Half Deathstroke's face on a a map of Africa. It's so egregious. What the, the red, actual fuck? The red lion. Oh. So
0: egregious. Man, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a. I can't fucking groan hard enough. I would be embarrassed to publish that. <sighs> I really would be. Next up, we have Nightwing number forty-one. It looks like that's the final book of that writing group, which is a great thing cuz <laughs> man is, there there is a lot of dumb happening in that book is he done and, fighting that yeah not a lot of great artwork either Ugh. ooh it was it was rough uh next up we have super sons number 14 we have superman number 43 we have the brave and the bold batman and wonder woman number 2 do not pick this book up it is awful
1: it's so dumb it is
0: really cringeworthy and the art is really hard to look at uh, next up from Image Comics, we have Dark Fang, number five. We have Death of Love, number two. We have Dissonance, number two. We have Evolution, number five. We have. A bunch of second printings. Ice Cream Man, number three. It's kind of like a Stephen King book almost. Um, we have. <laughs> oh, God. Kick-Ass, number two, of the new (laughs) reboot. Do not read this book. It is awful, and the artwork is awful, and is so hard to follow, and so dumb, and (sighs) it's really bad. Um, Hit Girl book is really good, but the Kick-Ass book is not good. Uh, We have Kill or Be Killed, number 17. We have, big release, Monstrous, number 15. Santa Takeda, doing her thing. Glorious cover. Oh, Yeah. Uh, we have Moonshine, number eight. We have Outcast, number 34. We have Regression, number eight. We have Rumble, number four. We have Southern Cross, number 14. We have Stray Bullets, Sunshine and Roses, number 33. We have The Further Adventures of Nick Wilson, number three. We have Big Release, Witchblade, number four. Oh, the new yeah. reboot, which is awesome. Uh, you should be reading it if you have... Uh, any inkling of seeing an awesome detective story featuring a really cool uh, dynamic and a a Female character that is not being exploited in a witchblade book. Uh, yes, uh, yes, this the, is the creators are doing a great job. Yeah, this is so well done. Yeah, it's as great a reboot as you could ever hope for from a, a what used to be an exploitative boob comic. Uh, yeah, you know, just an excuse to put naked women on the cover. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, don't get me wrong, uh, Michael Turner's uh, style was definitely stylish, but. Uh, <laughs> this
0: is and to be fair there were some pretty decent stories it was just it was it was embarrassing to purchase sometimes
1: oh yeah this like (laughs) yeah this is a respectable tastefully done reboot of witchblade yeah and that is what we need
0: and it's really good uh next up uh we have young blood number 10 and that wraps up image From Dynamite Entertainment, we have James Bond, The Body, number three. We have Killer Instinct, number six. (laughs) We have uh, Pathfinder, Spiral
1: of Bones, number one. For all you nerds out there. I don't know what the hell that is. Oh, you don't know what Pathfinder is? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, um... Pathfinder is what you come up with when you like one very particular version of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, really? And decide you to. You fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and decide to go off and uh, make your version better w- with Blackjack and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Skip the Blackjack. All right. Solid. Solid. Uh, next up,
0: we have Vampirella, number 11. And that wraps up Dynamite from hey. IDW. We have Thirty Days of Night number four. We have Gears of War: The Rise of Rob number three. Rob, we have Ghostbusters: Answer the Call number four. We have <laughs> <laughs> My Little Pony: Friendship is Magic number sixty-four. We have Punk's Not Dead. Number two, it's kind of (laughs) dead. I'm a big rock fan, but Punk's been dead for a while. I'm sorry. Sorry to tell you. Yeah, it lost its
1: footing a long time ago.
0: We have Spider King, number two. We have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Universe, number 20. We have The Comic Book History of Comics, Comics for All, number four. Comics, comics, comics. (laughs) Uh, Looks like this one's going into the digital age, featuring piracy. (laughs) Of course. And that wraps up IDW. From Boom Studios, we have Adventure Time Comics, number 21. We have Big Trouble and Little China. Old Man Jack, number 7. Ah, hell. That's what <laughs> I was waiting for. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Go Go Power Rangers, number 8.
1: do do we- do, 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 do 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 do
2: Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> we have Lucy Dreaming, number 1. We have Steven Universe, Number 14. We have The Storytellers, Fairies, number four. We have WWE,
2: oh yeah,
0: brother, number 15. And that wraps up Boom. From Dark Horse Comics, we have Department H, number 24. We have Empowered and Sista Spooky's High School Hell, number four. I wish they (sighs) would... My Fix eyes, the fucking My on this eyes bullshit. roll so far into the back of my head when I read that title. Uh, uh, it could be the greatest book ever, but I will never know, because I will never read it. The title is just too dumb. Uh, next up, we have Harrow County, number 29. We have Mata Hari, number two. We read the first issue. It was really boring. Yeah, Probably don't want to pick it up. Eh. You can just read the Wikipedia page about her. <laughs> yeah. Um... Save yourself the money. And the facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have Tomb Raider Survivor's Crusade, number four. We have Usagi Yojimbo, number one, The Hidden. And we have Vinegar Teeth, number three. From Titan Books, we have Factory, number one. We have Robotech, number eight. We have The Girl Who Kicked the Hornet's Nest, number zero. We have Warhammer 40K, Death Watch number three, and that wraps up Titan Books. From Vertigo, we have Deathbed number two, and finally, we have Doom Patrol number 12. And that is everything coming to your local comic book shops. Please support your local comic book shops. And digital devices this week. Now to hand out the prestigious, nay, life-changing award of cover and variant cover of the week. Ooh! First up, from Image, we have Witchblade number four, covered by Roberta Ingranata. This one, it seems kind of simple from the outset, but when you really look at it, it just looks so cool, and there's so many little hidden details, and as we always talk about, it tells a story. Oh, yeah. um, Which is what you want, ideally, from really good comic cover art. Um and to be honest when I s- first saw this I was like oh is this a variant because I I didn't really recognize it immediately as uh Ingranata's star- style but uh, if you look closely you can kind of see some of her hallmark traits and uh, and the way she draws her lines and uh has kind of bold outlines for the face and stuff it's really cool and it really kind of resonates with what she's dealing with in the comic at at the point we're about to enter, and issue four there.
1: Yeah, the the technique that they use to blend the two images together, being the uh, the main character's face and the uh, the background, mm-hmm. is uh, it's haunting. Yeah, it, which yeah. is
0: what Witchblade is at its best. Oh yeah, haunting, <laughs> mysterious, a little bit um, menacing. Yeah. And that's exactly what Witchblade is and should be, um, so yeah, I love it. You know, I mean, even even the woman's face there, the main character's face, you know, you It's not necessarily terror or anything like that. It's more like conflict. You know, a, she
1: looks like contemplation. She's, you know? it, it deep in uh, contemplation, retrospection. Or maybe even she herself is dealing with being haunted, Uh which,
0: in a way, she is. Yeah. Well, spoiler for the first issue, (laughs) you can skip to ten seconds ahead of now. But she dies in the first issue. You know, it's how she's introduced to the device that is the Witchblade. Yeah. Um, uh, And it's just, it's just really good and really resonates, and it really. Is a clear demonstration of what this book is, and I I don't remember if 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 it was issues two or three. I have it in here somewhere, but these covers have been consistently really really good and really solid. But this week they they're at the point where they earn the coveted award of cover oh, of the week. yeah! So big congratulations to Roberta Ingranata. The cover is awesome and the book is awesome. So both the creators you know deserve a round of applause because they're doing a great job there. Next up. Our variant cover of the week goes to DC's Cave Carson Has an Interstellar Eye, cover by Christian Ward on the Christian Ward variant there. Uh, this one's pretty trippy, <laughs> uh, uh, to put it mildly. And uh, quite honestly, it kind of looks like a Freddie Mercury from space (laughs) Um.
1: if uh, freddie mercury was black went to space came back and decided to rock mostly naked is cave
0: carson (laughs) black
1: (laughs) if so i had no i had no idea because of the psychedelic cover (laughs) Uh, uh, on the contrary uh, i actually did some research and cave carson is definitely a white
0: all right, so uh,
1: <laughs> we got two totally different interpretations from this cover. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we- uh, I'm assuming, according to the <coughs> description that uh, this is the this is going to be a character that's introduced mm. into this story by the name of I believe it's a uh, star Adam. I'm gonna take a look at this here.
0: Now, this, I don't know if this is, like, an older comic that's coming back, but <coughs> uh, apparently it ties into the Milk Wars Doom Patrol thing that was going on for a while there. Um, <laughs> uh, let, let's just uh, read the well-written description <laughs> advertising
1: this comic, shall Ooh, we? Ooh, yeah, let me have this one. So, after a year of multiverse hopping and fighting in the Milk Wars returning to a normal life of digging and cave diving just isn't the same for explorer Cave Carson. Sure, he's got his podcast, much like us, (laughs) family, and that cybernetic eye that I had no idea was ever a thing. (laughs) But reminiscing about times gone by isn't the same as living. Luckily for Cave Carson and his daughter Chloe... They're about to get sucked into an all-new adventure, literally when they go (laughs) spelunking in a black hole. (laughs) Who wrote that sentence? I have no idea. There's too many hyphens. Way too many hyphens. But it gets worse. I mean, there's more. (laughs) (laughs) But what caused this black hole to appear's and what's its <laughs> connections <laughs> to the intergalactic music sensation Star Adam? See, this is where an editor comes in. Uh, yes. DC. Th- this this is Marvel. Where, we wish this an editor where, came in.
0: This is where editors are supposed to do things.
1: <laughs> you know? Like edit. And m- make the person writing this not sound like. Either Toki or (laughs) Squiskar, for the love of God! But yeah, uh, not the best written advertisement or promotion material there. (laughs) Uh,
0: And yeah, well, the the cover is very awesome and very psychedelic and very well drawn. I have very little confidence in this being a
1: good book. (laughs) Uh, It's like Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye is apparently something that had been going on for a while. A cybernetic eye for the straight guy? Uh, maybe. Hot. <laughs> 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 but uh, this uh, interstellar eye business is something that, at the very least, has me intrigued. Interesting. I- I- intrigued enough to ask why it is that we have... Uh, A space version of Arsenio Hall from the 90s, uh, (laughs) running around mostly naked with what I'm assuming is a cape, but he's from space, so who the fuck knows? And there is a disclaimer intended for mature audiences, so
0: (laughs) fingers crossed.
1: Oh, God. How naked is he?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So if you care to know whether either of the winning covers of the week, Witchblade number four, and Cave Carson has an Interstellar Eye variant cover, uh, number one, be sure to check the next week's episode where we go over, did the content match the
1: drapes? Fingers crossed.
0: (laughs) Witchblade probably will. Fair warning. This one, I have no fucking (laughs) clue. My Uh, instincts tell me no, but the disclaimer for a mature audience tells me maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Let's see. So we'll see. So big congratulations to Christian Ward and uh, Roberta Ingranato yet again. Uh, Both covers are awesome, and both are very deserving of our cover and variant cover award of the week from Hit the Books Podcast. Oh, yeah. Now- For our new friends out there, this is the part of the show where we each discuss the topic of our choosing about the world
1: of comic books. Emery, what's your topic? My topic for tonight is going to be um, one that I think is going to be on the uh, hearts and minds of everyone who's been following the Marvel Cinematic Universe for the last 10 years. Ever since Iron Man... One well, or just Iron Man. I think
0: the Hulks still count technically, even though they had a different actor.
1: Uh, y- yes,, uh, but uh ever since the very first Iron Man movie, Marvel has had it in their heads to tell this long, sweeping epic. This long, sweeping, expensive, (laughs) money-making epic.
0: You say expensive, but I'm pretty sure they made their money back (laughs) a hundred times over by now. I
1: mean, it was expensive up front. (laughs) 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 And uh, it would have been especially more expensive if it wasn't for Disney stepping in and helping them out. Hot. Hot. (laughs) It came together with that one. Yeah. I mean, Disney bought them for, I think, $4 billion, I
0: think.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: that's think. basically like two movies for them now. <laughs> 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 Worth of earnings. It's <laughs> Worth it. I'd say it worked out pretty well.
1: Oh, yeah. It definitely has. Uh, but, you know, Infinity War is happening next month. Yep. The first of two movies that are supposed to bookend this entire... 10 to what's going to be 11 years of storytelling. Yeah. And the question arises what comes after?
0: Well, before we get to that, we should probably go over what's in the middle so we don't overstep ourselves. We know that uh, Ant Man and Wasp is in between.
1: That's still happening. We
0: know we're getting our 90s based Captain Marvel movie.
1: Oh, that's going to be hilarious.
0: Um, for some reason, bringing Samuel L. Jackson to the front for it. <laughs> Don't know what he has to do with any of the marvels, but okay.
1: Fuck uh, it, he was there, why not? <laughs> guess we needed more motherfuckers in that script. that uh, <laughs> We need more of the one thing that we're not allowed to have. Motherfucker! <laughs> Can we make it our, please?
0: Um, we have confirmed that a Black Panther 2 is coming. Because it made a fucking billion dollars already. (laughs) We don't know if it's coming in between or after, though. I would guess after at this point. Uh, Probably. We know we're getting another Guardians
1: of the Galaxy.
0: That's confirmed. Am
1: I missing any big ones? Uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, yeah. And I think those are the only ones that are hard confirmed.
0: Okay, so we know what we're already getting uh, in between. Uh, We don't know anything past Infinity War Volume 2 yet. Right. Um, I think the most obvious starting point is the Fox properties, X Men, specifically. Uh, d- yes, I feel like that would be the most obvious. Um, but uh, the bigger question I have for you is: would Would you rather them just restart the universe after Infinity War Volume Two, and just start a whole new thing with new actors that don't have to be paid forty million dollars a movie? <laughs> Uh, and, you know,
1: that that is the uh, multi-billion dollar question. Because, I mean, once this is all over, it'll be 15
0: plus years for the this entire universe, which is a pretty damn long movie universe. This to is sustained
1: unprecedented and get
0: not only getting like one movie every few years, but multiple movies every single year. Like that's. That's unparalleled on any standard.
1: Yeah. Um, um, Marvel has done something so unprecedented in su- such a like world-defining sort of way that every studio in Hollywood has tried to do the same thing. <laughs> and failed often. And failed miserably. Yeah, it's pretty You're- bad. The Mummy starring Tom Cruise. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Even within
0: Disney, they can't replicate it. Like Star a, Wars, in my opinion.
1: The Fast and the God. Furious.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Those movies are still being made, aren't they? They are
1: still being oh, made. Oh, man. Yeah, Paul Walker is dead. And they're still making those fucking movies. I I mean,
0: even like long dead franchises are being brought back to try (laughs) to reestablish them like the, you know, the Blade Runner, which
1: is, from what I hear, a
0: good movie. But like, you're not going to build a whole new universe with that. You know? Yeah. Sorry to tell you. And they're trying to adapt all these, you know, animes with white people. (laughs) (laughs) Like
1: Ghost in the Shell. Scarlett Johansson. Stop. Yeah. (laughs) Don't do it again. So yeah, Ugh. everybody's trying to replicate
0: it but they just can't. They can't, they won't let Terminator die, you know. <laughs> just all these movie properties. Um uh. so I don't I don't know what the right answer is, but my gut feeling is they should just cut it off after the second Infinity War movie and then just rebuild with whatever cast they have now because now they'll have access to the fantastic four and they'll have access to the the x-men and silver surfer and you know all these different characters and branches that can intermingle with the avengers proper in a whole new way and a, in a you know a way that isn't kind of old and tired uh, to yeah. be to be honest and fans might be like oh that's slander you shouldn't do that how dare you sir <laughs> <laughs> i think they should after the second infinity war and any kind of like wrap up films, they have like black Panther two or whatever, they should just take a year off to let people rest a bit, get the superhero fatigue out of their system and then start the whole new branch with, you know, whatever headline person they want, whether it's, you know, Wolverine or, you know, Iron Man or whatever the case may be, you know, and just dive right into a brand new universe and start to establish a new universe and a new threat. You know, I Thanos is intimidating, I guess, but I think Galactus would be way more intimidating, and they can't use him <laughs> at, at the current time
1: and place. You have actually come to the one thing that I want them to do. Galactus. Yeah. And you know what using Galactus means, right? The terrifics? (laughs) Uh, Maybe. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Uh, If there is one thing that I learned that Marvel was capable of doing from Jump Street is taking what were before B-list characters... Like Iron Man and Captain America. You mean Captain a Nazi. (laughs) (laughs) That's fake news. It's coming. It's the whole premise for Infinity War 2. I I swear to God. (laughs) (laughs) I will lay you out like the real Captain America. (laughs) Please. <laughs> Captain
0: Nazi ain't laying anybody out except himself. I swear to God, an
1: alternate version of himself. Yeah, yeah, right, right. That's can we not go there, please? Besides, he's nomad now. <sighs> he's got new priorities. He he is the nomad. He, he, he's not even <laughs> wearing the. He's not even star spangled anymore. No, he's black spangled. Yeah, uh, well, stealth spangled and. Stealth spangled or just like dirty, and we just don't clean the suit anymore because <laughs> that's what I think oh, happened they don't here. have showers in Wakanda. Whoa, whoa, is that whoa. what you're saying? Hey, have you they got fucking rhinos with armor and shit, but they don't have a shower? Oh, look, they man, they can wash the uniform. You, as a military experienced person, should remember what a ghillie suit is, right? <laughs> I have one
0: upstairs, <laughs> still covered in my urine and mud and blood and sweat and <laughs> bugs and whatever else is in that stupid bag.
1: What does the process of making a ghillie suit do to that fabric? It just ruins it. <laughs>
0: but this is a big leather fucking mythic metal bullshit suit. <laughs> This isn't a ghillie suit that's meant to look like nature. He's uh, got a headline, Team Gains, when they're charging <laughs> at Thanos. He
1: needs to be the bright icon in the front. <laughs> that's But for some reason, all of his shit's faded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, yeah. Fantastic Four, at this point, is probably like all the way at the bottom to the point where it's like, we're desperately trying to bring them back. At this point. With Spider-Man. <laughs> it's one way to do it. No, nah, it, yeah. It's like, for some reason we decided to just have the human torch and the thing in a comic together. Yeah. And somehow Spider-Man gets involved because Spider-Man gets involved in everything. <laughs> Sells better. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he's the batman of marvel oh
2: put him in it hurts save us <laughs> uh
1: yeah he, he's gluing everyone together with his fucking webbing that's hot. what's happening hot oh <laughs> right <laughs> anyways marvel the the house of ideas knows exactly what to do with someone like Reed Richards, and Sue Storm, and Johnny Storm, and Ben Grimm. And I, I already have the perfect idea. Oh no. Uh, and it's gonna sound a little contrived, given that Marvel tends to do this with their science people. And that is make them uh, a sexy asshole. I feel like that's not Reed Richards, though.
0: It's the opposite of what Reed Richards is. He's the extremely unsexy,
1: <laughs> like, overly <laughs> passive nice guy. Uh, okay, that's what he is in the comics. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're reaching real far with this one. Uh no pun intended. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! I wasn't even trying. <laughs>
0: Already being sucked into this whirlwind of awful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or Storm of Awful. Oh my god. Oh yeah. So uh, okay. I th- feel
0: like if you make him the sexy asshole, you're ruining the dynamic of Johnny Storm which is to be the sexy asshole.
1: Okay. New plan. <laughs> <laughs> we, we keep Johnny Storm the sexy asshole. We make Reed Richards... Uh, okay, here's what we're doing. We're, I feel like he
0: should be like the Hulk, uh, Mark Ruffalo-type character. That would play to him well. Okay, but... I get it. Hard to portray and make likable on screen, right? But and That's already... why there's four of them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and also, we kind of already have that. We gotta, we gotta place up some other part of his personality that isn't just, oh yeah, I'm kind of here and I can also do stuff, that uh, uh, science. I, I'm just here in the background doing science. Uh, that th- that's what we've always done with reed richards
0: and please no artificial white on the sides can we can we
1: yeah we we don't need that can we, we get
0: a guy that you know maybe he's a little gray that's fine you don't need to dye the sides of his hair white
1: nobody yeah, that, looks like that <laughs> nobody that that uh fake ass white walled hair that we already have now with fucking <laughs> doctor strange uh <laughs> Let's just have someone who's a little older, kind of like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. was a little bit older when he stepped into the the iron boots that have rocketed him to, like, superstardom. Sure. Um, And let's get someone, like, uh... every time I think of someone who would be perfect to play that role... I think of someone who would be kind of like a Stephen Colbert from the, <laughs> the Daily Show. Yeah, is like he he's really knowledgeable, he's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> apparently, always secretly has booze around <laughs> for some weird reason. Um, well, not for some weird reason. You know exactly why he has booze. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, at his core, he is about uh, knowledge. Discovery. So here's what I think could make
0: Fantastic Four instantly way better. Was that? They don't get their powers in a satellite uh, because of radiation. <laughs> it's pretty dumb. Especially when you have to film it. Uh, I think it would be better and probably easier to tie into the universe if they were just, like, early versions of the X-Men, like early mutants, and they just didn't realize, you know, that there was others out there, and they formed their own little clique, and for whatever reason, Xavier never got to them or started his school after they had already
1: built their kind of kinship and group. I'm going to meet you halfway Uh. and say that... uh, because it's the Fantastic 4, they have to get their powers from some kind of either space or interdimensional travel. <sighs> Thank you, Ultimate Marvel. Lame. But we to meet you halfway, we say that the reason why the travel didn't kill them outright is because the trauma activated a something latent within their genes. Okay, that's closer, but why are they
0: doing this interdimensional space travel in the first place? There's never a good reason to do it.
1: They're just doing it to do it. Uh, Okay, they're traveling through space or going through dimensions, uh, the same reason the people in the 1600s were crossing oceans, because to uh, find people to enslave and steal gold from. Uh, I mean, that's the subplot that I would have. Like, well, band- damn! <laughs> <laughs> um, mind you, now th- I really be- don't like Reed Richards. No, no, I already no, hated him. <laughs> now, mind you, this would be unbeknownst to them because that's what the military wants them mm, to do it for: mm, planetary mining. Yeah. Mm, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, why do we have a a, a stunt guy
0: <laughs> and some useless big guy who turns to rocks?
1: Okay, Sue Storm is a scientist, right? Sue Storm is a scientist. Why are the other two there? Ben Grimm is a pilot. Okay, makes sense. Uh, Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm sneaks onto the ship.
2: (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh,
1: uh, Johnny Storm is the attention whore of the group, and as a result, he can't stand. His sister forgot her lunch. He he can't stand no no he can't stand <laughs> the fact that Sue Storm is about to get more attention than him for once. Okay, okay, I can follow this a little bit. It's, it's still a little goofy. I, it's I can, a little goofy, but I we got to go. play into I him being a bit it. of an asshole a little okay, bit. Okay, okay. Like, I'll meet you halfway. Yeah. I'll do this. I'll do this ride. <laughs> <It's> a, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Reed's there for science and exploration's sake. Sue is there because she's actually kind of better at science than him. Um, but he's still somehow kind of the face ish that they're sharing the spotlight but everyone's more looking at Sue Storm because hot (laughs) Ben Grimm is there because he's a pilot and they play that up because uh he's going to be good looking at first which is going to make it more tragic it's like we're like when Michael Chiklis turned into the thing it was like eh (laughs) But, like, we need to get someone good-looking to play Ben Grimm to make it more tragic that he's now this fucking rock monster. I got a better idea.
0: Doesn't have to be, like, really great-looking, but have it so that, like, he has, like, kind of a... uh, He has a family, but they're, like, kind of... His wife, specifically, is, like, kind of shallow. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes home to his wife and tries to explain things and she thinks he's a monster and takes the kids and leaves him. And he loses his wife and his kids. Oh, I think that would be even better.
1: Ooh.
0: And his family falls apart, you know? Oh, there's so much drama. And the court won't like Let him have his kids because he's
1: a monster now. Uh, He's a monster. He's probably irradiated. Like he's a health hazard in some way, shape, or form. I think that would be a cool dynamic to work with. So like, there's like internal drama for him, uh, external drama between (laughs) him and the science fuckers who like took away his face.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I could. I like that.
1: Yeah. And
0: make it so he finds out what the real purpose of the flight was or whatever. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Go on a revenge trip. Yeah. Then uh, the others have to stop him and save him from himself.
1: Yeah. Uh, I would actually have there be a little bit more drama with Reed in having him. Discover you gotta quit trying to force this Reed thing. Uh, Reed Richards is boring as fuck. I'm sorry. Look, (laughs) but this is how we sell the Fantastic Four. We gotta do something with Reed, and I think you can't make him the focus though. the The most interesting thing you can do with Reed Richards, and this is something that I discovered from Ultimate Marvel, is that you you make something a little bit off about him. It's like Reed Richards. He's part of the Illuminati. I mean that literally. Too, <laughs> that too. Uh, Reed Richards should be the type of person who figures out what's like what the real deal is as to why the military funded their exorbitantly expensive space slash interdimensional travel. Yeah, and have him be okay with it for the sake of him getting to do what he wants
0: okay okay maybe he knew what was going on the whole time he but knew he he just went along with it to get his chance his opportunity yeah like he knew all what right.
1: the deal was but he was the only one of the four who knew what the deal was yeah. and they all kind of give him shit for it and that's his redemption path yeah you could yeah you could play with that i could see that But I would actually make him a twist on the archetypical, like, oh, it's like I, I wanted this thing really bad and I didn't care how I got it. But since I got it, it fucked up everything and now I have to make up for it. I would twist that a little bit with kind of making it so that he is actually kind of part of the planning of it. Originally, in how, like, he's actually complicit, like, completely morally complicit. There's no ambiguity here. He was okay with basically colonizing the universe. Interesting. And taking what he wants. So that later on down the line,
0: instead of. Uh, maybe even, like, um, you know, maybe they wanted to build, like, a government base on some other body, whether it's the moon or Mars or whatever, to use and be able to shoot weapons on other countries from a place where they can't defend against it, yeah. or, outer space. And he he, realized, he knew what it was, but he's like, well, if I get the chance to go to the moon or whatever, you know, yeah, like and I, build
1: this new base. <laughs> it's like having him have a moment where he... Basically exclaims that I gave up everything to achieve my dream, Mm -hmm. even my sense of right and wrong.
0: And then you could kind of tie it into maybe Hydra and make it that the origin of the new program to build a space missile program. Was actually Hydra itself within the government, you know? Yeah. And you can connect all the
1: threads. Oh, all the threads. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm getting on board a little bit. You're pulling me in. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. See, there's a way. (laughs) There's (laughs) definitely a
0: way. We all know the
1: way (laughs) to Uganda. Shut up, Knuckles. (laughs) (laughs) I spit on you. God damn it. (laughs) Fantastic Four, I think, is our entry point into the next overarching phase of Marvel.
0: I feel like that's the biggest boom or bust group, though. I feel like you either start a a great new universe or you make it dead on arrival and they have to restart immediately.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing with that. Uh, Fox, historically has had it start from lukewarm to oh that was bad to oh my god what the fuck did you do and the new reboot yeah yeah Yeah,
0: they're all pretty bad (laughs) yeah the first one's fun it's Uh, goofy and i don't (laughs) i don't know why they chose uh that actress for Sue Storm. Yeah, and Jessica gave, Alba. Jessica Alba, and gave her bleach blonde hair and stuff. but uh, uh,
1: Because she was the hot new thing at that she's point. She's not
0: really a great actress. No. <laughs> and she doesn't look very good with blonde hair. No. And then looks very artificial and forced. Yeah. And uh, uh, they had the forest whites on the side, and yeah. It was rough. Chris he, Evans was okay.
1: He, he was good enough to be considered uh, for Captain America. <laughs> I, I,
0: I know some people didn't like the thing, like his outfit, but I kind of liked it. What they did with it. It wasn't CG bullshit. So,
1: yeah, give practical effects. I, I'll give them that. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a smart movie. I didn't but see it the second enjoyable.
0: one because it got made fun of so much. I was just like, I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I said, I've never cared about the Fantastic Four, so they didn't have much to draw me in in the first place.
1: Right. Now, take this kind of well established group. And give it to the same studio that literally pulled the Guardians of the Galaxy from obscurity. That's a really fair point. <laughs> <laughs> I never gave a fuck about Guardians, and no that, one did. That movie became
0: probably my favorite movie in the entire favorite to second favorite in the entire Marvel universe. Y-
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You damn yeah. right it did. And even
0: their bad movie, the second one, it was it was good. It, <laughs> it was
1: enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, good, not great but in marvel context that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> right, because they every time they shoot for the fucking stars. Yeah. So, and point taken. I'm on board. Yeah, it's like just give. I still think you should take a safer bet on the first movie, but <laughs> well, oh, grant I it. I would normally take a safer bet for a first like outstarting movie if like you have a really good script and like it, it, we just need to get this one out there. Yeah. But um For the sake of bringing in Galactus, you gotta start with the Fantastic Four. And also, let's put all cards on the table, like put put your dick on the chopping block. (laughs) There is no bolder way to say we could have done it better than to say (laughs) we're not even gonna start with the X-Men. We're gonna go with the Fantastic Four and... Do everyone a solid and do them right. Mic drop.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, here's some of the things on my wish list. A, I want Blade back. Blade is a Marvel character. People don't remember this, but he is, because Marvel has done shit all with him in the comics. Netflix.
1: Netflix.
0: I don't want a Netflix series. No, I want a Blade movie. You want, want a Blade the ne- movie? I want a next generation a Blade movie. I want a supernatural universe in the next Marvel universe cuz right now they kind of had one with Doctor Strange, but that's about it.
2: Uh, I, I mean, want a
0: proper supernatural universe within the greater Marvel universe that is addressed and acted upon whether it's with Doctor Strange or whether it's with Blade and, you know, whoever else. Like I'd I want that aspect of the universe because that's a fun part of the universe.
1: Can we get Ghost Rider right after that? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but I want those two. Um, I
0: want a, a proper Punisher movie. Um, right now, I'm working with the Travolta one, oh, and that's the only one I watch, and it's corny, but it's it's good.
1: Oh, It's oh, corny good. Yeah, about that. Netflix. I don't want Netflix, <laughs> man. Like,
0: stuff like Jessica Jones and, like, Luke Cage. You know, characters that really don't do much but just linger around the same neighborhood and do the same exact thing, you know? Punisher goes international. He's everywhere. Fucking people up.
1: While that is true... Including
0: going head-to-head with mainline characters all the time because he fucking murders everybody. I want a Punisher movie. (laughs) And a good
1: one. (laughs) And... and and I hear you. No, you don't. I, <laughs> <laughs> you you got earmuffs on this whole time. you can already tell. <laughs> Look, don't get me wrong. I was entertained by the first Punisher movie. I was slightly more entertained by Punisher Warzone. I didn't see that one. Oh, you missed out on that. I looked that.
0: too over the top. I oh. was like, a, I like the last one. Okay.
1: Oh, you, you, you didn't see the... Uh, RPG hitting a uh, parkour boy? I really don't want to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. I like seen John Travolta get dragged out after watching his son die and seeing all the cars blow up and the giant Punisher symbol <laughs> after Punisher just got done fucking up his entire industry and making him kill his own wife. <sighs> it's a There's corny moments, especially in the beginning of the movie, but there is also some really solid moments in that movie that make it awesome. Uh,
1: I still watch that movie. I don't care. I, I love it. Uh, okay, and again, I hear what you're saying.
2: No, you don't. <laughs>
1: but you have got to check out just this, just this one season.
2: like if you check out
0: i'm sure it's great but i want the movie i I want the big screen experience i want the popcorn (laughs) i want want the universe building and actual participation you know these netflix characters they're in the universe but they don't fucking contribute
1: anything (laughs) Uh, uh, again i hear what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to let you finish. (laughs) But this is... Netflix is the greatest of all time. (laughs) Greatest of all time. (laughs) Netflix took a, a character like Daredevil that was nearly fucking ruined forever by Ben Affleck and made him... Who
0: cares about Daredevil? I don't want a Daredevil movie. I'm not asking for a Daredevil movie. I'm asking for a Punisher movie (laughs) (laughs) who had to piggyback off Daredevil to get respect again. (laughs) It's garbage. Uh, uh, He deserves better.
1: uh, uh, Okay, to be fair, you could have the same guy play him. I don't care. I'm pretty sure Frank Castle originally came out of a Daredevil comic. Fair. (laughs) 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 With that being said, I think that it would be in your best interest to at least give this punisher a shot because I I'll watch it but I want a movie. <laughs> I want a fucking movie. That's all I want. I want
0: a movie in the proper universe. It, it,
1: maybe we'll get that one day.
0: Make him go head-to-head against
1: Winter Soldier. I don't care. <laughs> you make a cool
0: story if he goes head-to-head with Winter Soldier.
1: Uh, y- you mean the next Captain America? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's with Team gains. Uh, y- y- yes, even though his gains are metal, Captain Russia.
0: Yes, <laughs> it's better than Captain a Nazi. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, those are big ones. I'm trying to think of other Marvel characters I give a shit about, other than X-Men characters. Moon Knight. Yeah.
1: That that could be a Netflix series. If anything's <laughs> gonna be a Netflix series, it should be Moon Knight, uh, a Netflix series starring Marvel's Batman.
0: <laughs> he's not really Batman though.
1: <laughs>
0: he's like uh, he's
1: like Deadpool in a white Batman outfit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, he has uh, multiple personality disorder, but he also has a costume. That lets him dress up like the moon. A moon like he has moon themed everything, much like a certain bat themed individual. <sighs> he's Deadpool. <laughs> he's just a
0: half bit Deadpool. Oh my god. Let's face it. Just you gotta face it. He, uh, uh, okay. He's enjoyable,
1: but he's just Deadpool. Uh, okay, he's Deadpool but Batman. Yeah. Whereas De- like Deadpool, Deadpool if he went serious
0: that may, yeah maybe i don't know
1: <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> eh,
0: that that's fine for your lord and savior netflix <laughs> i don't think that movie is too crucial
1: <laughs> uh what what's another title that deserves it
0: I'm gonna Google Marvel characters and see if there's one I'm forgetting that really stands out.
1: I mean, shit, Hulu got the runaways. That we're
0: not already getting, at least. Do, do, do. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no.
1: Maybe Marvel can pick up that dreaded Gambit movie that they keep trying to make. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that movie's never happening. I'm sorry, brother. (gasps) One day. One day when I'm too old to fucking enjoy it or care. It's like everything I can think
0: of that hasn't already been at least addressed is an X-Men character.
1: Uh... Uh, We could maybe get an actual Hulk movie. (laughs) And not half of one that we shoehorned into a Thor movie. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I think Hulk probably needs his own proper movie that isn't shit.
1: (laughs) Yes, he has plenty of villains. What he doesn't have is a single vote of fucking confidence, apparently. Yeah, I can't even think of one we're missing here. Uh, can we also have a movie that isn't the first episode of a TV show in humans? I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Nick Fury. Ma- Namor. That's a big one. Namor. Oh, I think we need Namor in this universe. Whether he's a good or a bad guy, I don't care, but he uh, definitely needs a spot in the new universe going forward.
1: He needs to start as a villain. Uh, in humans. They can
0: be tied into that fantastic Four premise you were trying to build, where they try to build this base. Then the inhumans say, Fuck you. <laughs> and may, they're, maybe they're the ones responsible for the radiation blast or whatever, because they're oh. trying to take down their ship that's yep. trying to land on their moon base or whatever.
1: You didn't watch the inhuman show. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no, I didn't. It looked awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're on Earth right now. Well, the. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Lame. Uh, Believe we're me. We're talking about a new universe. They're on the moon. Uh, okay, new universe. They're on the moon. Fuck it. <laughs> Let's <laughs> fucking go. Silver Surfer.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> He's hard to execute, though. I feel like he should like make an appearance somewhere in there just to like, foreshadow Galactus showing up. Yeah, maybe not make him actually a primary role in the film. Maybe he shows up in an end credit scene or something. Starts surveying the planet, you know. Yeah. And maybe somebody detects him. Maybe you know Reed Richards detects him on some bullshit technology he's got. <laughs> <laughs> Space radar after yeah. his interaction with the Inhumans or something it makes him paranoid. <laughs> I can
1: see that. Maybe yeah. The Nova Corps.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good candidate.
1: And like legit Nova Corps, not those <laughs> ship assholes that they happen <laughs> to have in that first fucking the Guardians people. movie. Yeah. Ugh. God, <laughs> if there is one thing that I didn't like about the first Guardians movie, <laughs> it's the portrayal of the fucking Nova Corps. Yeah. So
0: I I think that's pretty much the big stuff we want. Um, bring back obviously new versions of the big cast, the X Men, and then. Fantastic Four.
1: I want Punisher, but whatever. <laughs> um, Marvel says, we gave you Punisher again. Fuck Watch off. it. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> what a movie. <laughs>
0: Ghost Rider. Uh, supernatural things in general, uh, including Doctor Strange, the new one. Um, I think we pretty much touched on everything that's really worth including at the moment. I think if you did some ultimate versions of characters, that'd be kind of cool, but yeah.
1: Yeah, and the fortunate thing about the X-Men is that there are, are enough factions of X-Men. To make several different movies. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> only thing is, you, you gotta make sure you, you don't have one person somehow randomly floating in between all those teams, because yeah. the question will then become, how, when, what <laughs> the... F- But why would you, what are you even doing here? You know what, fuck it.
0: I think you'd do like an X-Men Civil War type of thing, you know, House of M type of thing, and then lead into, maybe done a little better, but (laughs) lead it into, uh, you know, two separate X-Men teams, you know, doing their thing and having conflict, and then maybe lead into an Avengers versus X-Men, perhaps.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Oh, if we look, can maybe get the fucking. Look Phoenix at the fear. Right. Look at the fear in your eyes. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone's going to say, we already did Civil War. <laughs> Everyone said that, but they still released Civil War 2 in comic book form. Woo! Because. The-
2: fucking inhumans
1: inhumans (laughs) inhumans we're trying to replace the x-men because we can't get the rights
0: oh wait we got the rights well fuck the inhumans (laughs) (laughs) write them out of everything
1: (laughs) terrigen mist and bullshit so dumb agents of shield the show became agents of inhumans for like Three seasons. Rose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great time to transition into our next topic and avoid that discussion altogether. <laughs> <laughs> My topic uh. is just uh, how ridiculous it is that Marvel and DC just can't help each other from ripping each other off
2: <laughs> constantly. <laughs>
0: and like you think back classically, Marvel kind of had a bad reputation for ripping off a bunch of DC properties and creating their own versions and (laughs) selling books because of it. Yeah. Um, they just gave him a slightly less goofy name, you know? And we're like, Hey, Hey, this is a totally original character. Enjoy. Yeah. Have fun with that. (laughs) It was really like that up until, you know, the seventies ish, you know, late (laughs) seventies, mid seventies. Um, and then DC started to turncoat a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, they did. And
0: um, it went back and forth, and it's always gone back and forth. And now it's so like ingrained in in the culture that they can't have a single like small character event without having to answer <laughs> with their own. Let me give you some examples. DC has done this New Age DC Heroes, yeah. right? Great initiative, trying to add more diversity to the cast of characters in the DC universe, trying to make some cool characters, some well-written characters, and some of them are pretty decent. The problem is that most of them are a rip-off version of a Marvel <laughs> group or a Marvel character. Damage is basically just the Hulk, but for an hour. <laughs> uh, uh, we have the Terrifics, which are basically the Fantastic Four, but... You know, different, different ish. <laughs> they literally, in the first issue, go inside the body of what looks like Galactus. <laughs> uh, so it's literally I just forgot. That. It's just a blatant Fantastic uh, Four ripoff. Oh, um, easily. Then you have Sideways, which is the dumbest name ever. <laughs> which is basically like Peter Parker and Miles Morales put into one character. Like, given and Nightcrawler's given powers. Nightcrawler's powers, yeah, exactly. Roughly. Um, and it just feels very, very familiar. Like, uh, way too familiar for a, a brand new character. <laughs> um, and then on the other hand, you have the weddings. You know, Kitty Pride is marrying Colossus. And on the DC side, they're like, oh, we got to have a wedding of our own Batman and Catwoman. And so Because now, that's the something same, they would
1: both agree to. At the same time,
0: both companies are releasing wedding dress issues of their comics oh, for no. these two characters getting married. And oh, it's, no. It's just so cringeworthy because it's so obvious. Every time there's a major event for either one, you know, Secret Wars, we had Convergence. Um, before that, you had um, the Forever Evil, and there's, I forget what was going on. I don't pay attention to Marvel. Uh, (laughs) But then they had Uh, Secret Empire at the same time as Dark Knight's Metal and all these... Even the monster events. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Batman had the Night of the Monsters (laughs) event. And at the same time, Marvel had Monsters Unleashed. Me thinks ideas are being passed back and forth. And now that they're both in fucking L.A., (laughs) everybody's (laughs) talking a little too much. Uh. And... It's just so gross and egregious and it drives me crazy because I want original ideas and frames of thought and whatever else. You don't need to fucking copy what the other one's doing in order to sell books. And it's been going on for so long. And I mean, you know, DC's not innocent in the early days either. I mean, they ripped off Namor by creating Aquaman, you know? Yeah. Most people think it's the other way around, but Aquaman's the one guy that was a ripoff out of the <laughs> original you know, Justice League guys. Um, yeah.
1: God, uh, Namor was actually around when they were still making comics about socking Hitler in the jaw. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so egregious and so
0: obnoxious as a fan because I just keep seeing this. And, like, that's why I get so frustrated when even though I'm not the biggest Marvel reader... Um, it frustrates me when they start doing dumb things because I know soon enough DC's <laughs> going to follow suit and copy them. And if <laughs> DC does something dumb, I guarantee you Marvel's going to follow up w- within weeks. <laughs> within weeks. And you know how long these production cycles are. Uh, like yeah. They have to know way ahead of time what's coming and make everything a very clear decision to copy them. And it drives me insane because it's (laughs) so obvious and so shameless. (laughs) No shame whatsoever. Absolutely
1: no shame. And
0: (laughs) it's it's, it's, (laughs) especially recently. I feel like it's just getting worse every single time. New age of DC heroes, like the wedding thing is just so egregious and so obvious. Um, pretty fucking blatant i mean even with this black panther red lion thing we were talking about earlier i still couldn't fucking believe that shit i didn't i couldn't believe it when i saw it i was like that looks a lot like black panther and then we looked him up (laughs) and he's black panther (laughs) he's just he's just red he's just less nice black panther (laughs) he's black panther if he was a dickhead leader instead of a benevolent shameless leader which is to be fair not very realistic Uh, yeah power tends to
1: corrupt right and dc had the balls to make what was what would probably be an honest look at a character like that yeah as opposed to an idealized look yeah which is uh that's brave. (laughs) (laughs) But
0: at this particular point in time, it feels like it's just a big fuck you to Marvel. Like, they just knocked on their door, waited for them to answer, and went like this, right in their face, and just waved at them.
1: Now, mind you, we happened upon this looking at the cover of Justice League, the the latest Justice League coming out, which I have never more wanted to listen to Africa by Toto. (laughs) than when I looked at the variant cover of Justice League. it was like, oh my god. Yeah. How? how? Who okayed and, this? And you know they did it on purpose.
0: You don't put it on a Justice League title unless you want everybody to see it. And they were very clearly trying to make a statement there. Yeah. On a and, Justice League uh,
1: title, we had Deathstroke and this character, Red Lion... With the half face thing going on, plastered over a map of Africa. (laughs) Don't worry, it's just Slade the Deathstroke. What the? Much much less scary. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) This one lost both eyes. (laughs) But honestly, like, how do you solve this? How do you get these companies to stop? I mean, variant covers is a perfect example. I talk about this all the time in our yeah. podcast. Back in the New 52, DC did a, a handful of like variant covers for every, or at least most of the issues, for the month. Uh, it started primarily with the steampunk variants, and they were really successful. And they're like, oh, okay, maybe we can come up with another cool idea. And like, I don't know, half a year or so later, they came up with the bombshell variants, which I have on the wall over here. And... Th- Both were really awesome, high quality, um, and they got them out, and they they sold like hotcakes. They just couldn't produce enough of them. Well, then they got greedy, and (laughs) they started doing a variant collection every single month, and 90% of them were just trash. They were just garbage, rushed out the door, not inspired, just
2: that and is I, a damn shame. I
0: still don't know how comic shops managed to get rid of them because, like, no one was buying them, <laughs> nobody, and it was really frustrating. Oh. And I saw DC. I was like, DC, you're doing the wrong. You're pushing it too far. You had a good thing going, and you pushed it too far, and now you ruined how special it was. And sure enough, Marvel saw. I was like, wow, they sold a lot that month. Let's do it too. And so they started <laughs> pushing out all these and they were even worse like terrible terrible variants where they had the the like classic head with the white background that you put in the corner of the book but instead it's the whole cover yeah and they started doing uh the, the the album covers which i thought was a cool idea until i saw the actual comic and like the red banner like ate up the entire page and it was like a shrunken down it didn't even fill the whole page um And they just did a handful of just awful variants like that consistently. And uh, I'd say up until a few months ago, really, they they finally slowed down (laughs) on those like just awful, you know, company wide variant covers every single month. And both companies were just awful about it And D.C. up until about, I'd say, convergence where they're like, okay, we got to settle down a little bit. And then Marvel, I think, just very recently caught got the message that, oh, maybe we should slow our roll on this. Uh, very, very recently. Oh my god. But I don't know how you solve this. How do you get the companies and you know, all their cocaine snorting cohorts <laughs> <laughs> to calm down and not copy it instead of trying to copy each other constantly, they to just do their own thing and stick to what they want to do. Uh, to make good stories and good quality work,
1: I'm looking to this as the gold standard.
0: That that is the gold standard. It's undeniable. Platinum yeah. standard. Platinum. But yes,
1: uh, it's a it's one
0: grade of metal higher. But is um, is it enough to inspire a change
1: between the two companies? Well, in order to inspire a change, you have to look at what works and what doesn't. Um, one thing that has been an unfortunate reality of the nature of the comic book industry is its very reactionary nature. That is
0: especially recently. Oh like yeah, the advent of social media over the past 10 years.
1: And yet, somehow masterpieces are still being made. Yeah. It's true. Against all odds, something like Batman White Knight is actually being written and Mm -hmm. drawn and made by one person with another guy's help. Yeah. Uh, Coloring. Yeah. But uh, this kind of writing, while hard to consistently get out of people because not everyone is that good... This is something that ought to be strived towards. Yeah. We should be, again, looking at what works and what doesn't work. This book works because, one, it's wildly original with something that already exists. Absolutely. Uh, it has managed to take something that you're familiar with
0: i knew we were getting close okay. so we've been talking for an hour so i think like you were saying with the batman white knight um there's examples out there of maybe how to separate ourselves a little bit and maybe it's starting to bleed in i think the the best thing that could be done to prevent these companies from constantly ripping each other off Marvel and DC and just doing the same things over and over and over again Um, is for a third party or fourth party company to really rise up to prominence, whether it's through Mm. movie deals or whatever else. Yeah. I think image has the best chance to do it. Dark horse has come pretty close with like Hellboy and stuff like that, but they, they kind of dipped in quality a few times and it's kind of hurt them. Uh, Where they could have potentially grown quite a bit. I think Image has such a great history and a sustained success model um, that could really contribute to kind of changing the narrative where, you know, they don't really rely on canon outside of Walking Dead and, you know, Invincible. You know, most of their books are just kind of standalone, character driven. You know, sometimes risky. Sometimes they don't hit right, but they they take the shot and they own it, and they follow through to the end. And they don't have the the tie downs of Canon. They don't have the they don't have to draw people in with gimmicks like you know variant covers every goddamn month because the quality of the writing is shit. You know, yeah. Um, So there's a lot to like about Image, and I think DC uh, specifically has been taking notice of this with and. Hoping to kind of replicate a little bit of what Image is doing and creating the DC black label line where they can have character focused independent stories, Mr. Miracle, Batman, White Knight, those sorts of books. And I'm hoping that this kind of creates a, a new, more open creative field for all of comic books, uh, but especially for Marvel and DC who have just been so tied down to like just trying to satisfy the loudest part of their base by doing these constant events and these gimmicky things and the, you know, the switching of roles for the main characters and the mantles just so they can, you know, grab a headline or two and get some pats on the back on social media. And I think, as is their want, I think image does it in a way that's natural. That's not forced. It's very kind of fluid and creates a much better quality product over time. If you look at the whole, and I think that's probably the best way to solve this problem. is just to allow these other companies to grow into prominence instead of comic book readers and supporters like ourselves, just sticking to the same old, same old. So I always try to, you know, take a risk on some number ones, especially from image and dark horse and boom or whoever else, even if they're owned by the proper Marvel and DC, they don't subscribe to the same kind of aesthetic and the same kind of bandwagon hopping and you know just complete, complete shameless ripping off of each other, you know, and
1: yeah, copying
0: each other's ideas, having the events at the same time, having the wedding at the same time, having the variants <laughs> at the same time, having the monsters event at the same time, having the same types of characters emerge at the same time. It's, it's just so egregious and so gross, and I'm just sick of it. And I, I hope both companies stop <laughs> uh, in the near future. All you need is one company to stop to really kind of push things along and the other company can just watch from the back and keep trying to catch up. you know it's like uh, I always see this like kind of image. I don't know if Michael Phelps himself said it, but um it's a, it's a quote that uh, winners focus on winning losers focus on the winner. And it shows a picture of Michael Phelps swimming and then the second-place guy behind him looking at him instead of looking forward, which, if you're a swimmer, you know that causes more drag. (laughs) And so this guy is so obsessed with beating Michael Phelps instead of focusing on winning, he's focusing on Michael Phelps and actually hurting himself. So I think it's that kind of (sighs) mantra, and I think if one of the companies was just brave enough and bold enough to just stand by itself and do its own thing, uh, without stealing ideas from each other months ahead of time, you know. <laughs> or like I, I find it very hard to believe that these companies are doing the exact same things at the exact same times. Even like the unification with secret wars and convergence. It's same se- goddamn idea. It seemed pretty
1: convenient.
0: At the same time Ooh I don't I don't like it. And I, I feel like they're just blatantly stealing each other's ideas and putting them in print. <laughs> often to both detriment.
1: Yeah, that uh, I think the the biggest issue with uh, trying to have a third party rise to prominence, just like we're all wishing the the independent party would rise to prominence for the sake of our election, <laughs> um, need the runoff vote. Sorry. Yep.
0: Not gonna happen without the runoff vote.
1: Yeah, the.
0: We need a runoff purchase at the comic book shops. Yeah, that, runoff that,
1: purchase. That's what we need. Now, what we need is, uh, I i almost want to say some kind of, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say something like the Comics Code Authority or something overarching like that. Yeah. But um, I believe that, while having a third-party company like really like rise to the occasion and become like the premier comic book company for a while, yeah, uh, Image did that in the nineties, mm-hmm. and they probably would have maintained that had the Todd McFarlane's business practices. Been something that he actually knew ahead of time as opposed to something he was learning on the spot on the spot um also the the other issue with having a third party like image come and take the spot is that you end up running the risk of two companies trying to copy off of the the new like up-and-coming company.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's... I I really wish that wasn't the case. I wish that we lived in a world where these companies had some integrity about them, where we could just make up characters. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) 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 Ah, That Coke is awfully good today. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this is a situation in which because of the nature of the business, specifically the business model that we've created mm. and the reactionary nature that these comic books sometimes take, uh, it seems less like a direct response as it is in the case of like Red Lion. A shameless cash grab, (laughs) where you're basically lying. You're basically preying on the eventual stupidity or ignorance of some some person who's trying to get into comics, but doesn't really know the difference between these characters from the offset. Yeah, and they're immediately thinking, oh. Everyone's buying the Black Panther but this red one actually looks pretty cool. Let me check out this one. <laughs> Having no fucking clue going into it what yeah. the hell they just signed up for. I wonder
0: I wonder <laughs> how much of that is playing into their current decisions.
1: Oh, my, might be more than we think. Might be more than we'd like. Oh no. This is <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's so gross. It's it's the unfortunate truth of trying to make a profit from monthly comic
2: books (laughs) specifically
1: monthly comic books that we barely like look over or have edited the month before we have them released yeah well i think that's a great place to leave off what do you think emory uh i think we had uh would we say mediocre discussion or was this a good one It was
0: good, but it was pretty long. Uh, It's Uh, pretty late right now. 4.30 in the morning.
1: Good, long, and late. Just how the ladies like it. Hot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, folks, that wraps up another mediocre edition of Hit the Books Podcast. Mediocre! Thank you all for sticking with us. If you like what you hear... Be sure to hit like and subscribe down below and follow us on your podcast services and social networks of choice. We're on Twitter at HTB Vids or on Facebook at forward slash hit the books. Our website is htbvids.com where you can find buttons that will take you to all of these things uh, on the homepage. No advertisements, no viruses, no bullshit. Just click on, click off. We're too legit. Hot. um just a reminder we just start started the patreon page i know it's been a long long episode (laughs) hopefully we gave you plenty of content to enjoy after missing uh last week because of my family's medical issue um uh that patreon again is patreon.com forward slash hit the books all one word uh, I'll put it in the description so you can click on that link if you prefer. Uh, and I'll put it on the homepage on our website, hdbvids.com. Oh, yeah. For ease of use. If you so choose to contribute, and remember there's two tiers now. There's the uh, producer tier, which is $10. And then there's the executive tier, which we do not expect. But if you do, we will happily reward you um, where you get a, a random volume sent to you by us with a written thank you letter uh for each month that you do subscribe so if you commit to us on patreon for three months at the executive level again being <laughs> very very generous and over the top not expected at all oh yeah um you you get a cool volume for those three months uh each of those three months and then a personalized thank you letter for all each of those three months so if you want some saucy
1: pictures just let me know oh yeah uh, <laughs> just uh you know Give a little bit. We're just dripping, oh, yeah, We're dripping with sauce. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: I like that new term. <laughs> new term the kids are using now. Oh, sauce.
1: S- sweet mercy. Got so much sauce.
0: I love it. <laughs> um. So thanks again for watching. We really appreciate it. If you want to come uh, help us out on Patreon, we'd be really grateful. You can commit to a dollar or more. Uh, if you don't want to commit, that's just fine. We're more than happy to have you listening and watching to our content and on the website and anything else you so choose. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah. In either case, donate or not, the show remains free. That is our promise to you. So with that, we will see you with a brand new episode next
2: Wednesday. See you next week. Get hyped. (laughs) Bye.